Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome in. Barrett's the only one not dan- I, I don't know if you could call what I'm doing dancing. Yo, Barrett's Barrett's Rob, what, Rob, what the heck are you doing? I was man? voguing. I was, come on, Vogue. Come on, man. That's what I was what doing. In the world. Madonna, circa 1990, whatever, hey. whatever that was. Hey. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What are you doing? Huh? Yeah. Hey, make you a strike of strike a post up. Come, come on, man. Come on, man. Strike a pose. That's what you gotta do. Straight up Madonna, man. Come on, man. What By the way, world? Uh, the years haven't been kind to uh to who to Madge to I Madonna. You meant me? Oh, okay. No, you you're still a handsome fella. So she, she kind of like she needs to be front. She should be a front singer for for Rolling Stones now. She's done a she's lot. Looking. Of, there's a lot hold of work on, that's been done. There. Hold I don't hold know up. if it's good work. Madonna still looks good, man. Hold up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I question. All you're right. looking good. Hey, uh, uh, first first of all, hi everybody. Uh, he is back there. <laughs> He's Derek Gunn. Hi, Rob Ellis. Hi. We're Sports Steak. Hi. Hey, Hi, Mama Mrs. Brooks. Brooks. There she is. All right. So if you want, you want to jump in on the comment section on Madonna, feel free. No, I, I mean, we, we <laughs> now I understand that you're having some technological issues, uh, Gunner. What, what, what's hey, the problem? What is hey, that? Do we need uh, to go over there and straighten this out? Yeah. Um, first of all, um, I, I want to go on record as saying that I am technology illiterate. Um, when it comes to to getting on computers and and, and and syncing watches and phones and all this stuff, thank goodness I have um, a wife and son and daughter who live here, a son-in-law who can get me through these troublesome times, man. Mm. But uh, you know, for all the good modern technology does, there are times when um, you know you just want to take them and beat them over the head. You know, <laughs> prime first of all, prime example. So a couple of years ago, when my three-year-old grandson was like one year old, you know, he used to like to sit there and fidget with you. You're watching stuff. So he locked my son-in-law, who who is an IT guy for a comp- mortgage company. He locked him out of his watch for a couple of days. And I'm laughing, you know. So so recently, my t- um, we're babysitting my 10-month-old granddaughter. And uh, she loves to fidget with the watch. And, and, and she changes the settings. I'm like, what in the world is she doing? So she locked me out. So I got to mm-hmm. wait and have somebody help me get back in my watch here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have these things. We have Alexis and Google. You're right, Google in my house, right? Yeah. Now AKA I don't want big him, brother. Big yeah, brother. Yeah. I, I don't want him in my house, and here's the reason why. When Alexa first came out, there's a story that came out about, you know, when they first came out, people are buying them like crazy. So there's a story that came out about this couple. Couple was in their kitchen talking about some friends of theirs, another couple. Oh no! <laughs> and Alexa picked up on the name and called the couple oh. that they were talking about. But the couple that was talking about them didn't know it. So they're sitting there talking about their friends. Needless to say, 
they realized that somebody else on the other line was listening in. Uh, and I wow. don't know what happened to the relationship beyond that. But see, in my house, you know, my, my kids and my, my wife, you know, all this technology. And so we have um, Alexa in one part of the house and, and Google Chrome downstairs. Yeah. And Google so Play. Google yeah. Play. So my one son-in-law who lives here, he's from uh, he's from Mexico. So he speaks fluent Spanish. My wife speaks fluent Spanish. So a lot of times he has it set up in Spanish. What do you speak so, fully in? <laughs> gibberish. I speak gibberish. Nonsense. Yes. I, yeah, I make up. D gun make up his own language. And there it is. There it is. Third person. So there's a lot of times. Twelve oh five. We got right, right. Yeah. So so there's a lot of times when you just walking around, and 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 Google starts speaking in Spanish or English. You don't. You never know. You ain't asking to do anything. It just starts. It picks up on a word, and all of a sudden it starts talking. And I'm like, hey. um, Somebody come here and tell me what this thing is saying. Well, I get the, sorry, I don't understand that command. I'm like, I wasn't talking to you. I, I don't know where, like, she just chimes in out of nowhere, Alexa does. Dude, Bro. even my watch does it. Yeah, my watch will start talking. I'm like, okay, so we got to be extremely careful what you say and who you say it about yes. because you just don't know, man. Amen. Bro, I'm sitting down and um, my my I actually have a um, a refrigerator. That has Alexa's in it. You can, like see through it. And you see, uh, you can see um, what's in the refrigerator, or you could uh, make a uh, um, Alexa make this laundry list, or make a laundry list, I mean, um, uh, um, food list, or whatever. You know, right. things I need. It does all that stuff. Well, long story long, down downstairs, and I'm I'm watching. No, it was on Sunday. I'm watching F1 racing, and an Alexa commercial comes on, and and it says hello Alexa, whatever oh, yeah. it was, and it was talking to the team. The, the uh, refrigerator starts talking. So the TV is talking to the refrigerator, and they, and they start like going back and forth. Oh you know what I'm saying? <laughs> talking. You know. So I mean, yeah, I, I feel it, man. I don't want I don't want that to happen, man. Because you know, sometimes when I talk to myself about you, that that oh, Derek, uh, <laughs> what what Alexis might pick that's that what up. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. See. Hey, look here, look Jer Jeremiah said y'all just triggered by Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some things. There's some things like look, my watch here. Yeah, now, look, I got are you double watch. watching today? You, that is, you, look well, you know why I got this because he's rich. Because he's rich. No, had nothing to do with that. This is like one of those jogger watches and everything. Yeah, but it, it, it I, I went to the doctor like maybe eight months ago, and I was borderline high blood pressure. I was like, Ooh. I went in, I was one thirty two. Oh, yeah, I was one thirty two over over something like seventy eight or eighty or something. So I mean, I'm like, yo. So I bought the watch, and the watch will tell me what my blood pressure is. Okay. So I, I actually did an experiment last week on when I'm going to show with you what my blood pressure was like, and it was all right. What? It was all right. It wasn't as bad what? as I thought it was going to be. What? My blood pressure. What? It was. It's, my, it's normal now. My blood pressure is normal now. Yeah. You know, but. You sometimes get my blood pressure up. Right? As, as the show goes on, right. that, if we start hearing that, we start seeing Barrett's watch. Go, bzz, 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 we'll know something's up. There's nothing normal about you, Barrett. I mean, let's come to the realization: there's absolutely nothing normal about you. <laughs> you know, anybody who says stuff like "ah da da" and make a long story long. My boy Tony. What do you say? Where's Tony? Oh, uh, he, good morning, boys. To can you shut the fan off so we can go fishing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right, man. Let's go, man. Let's yeah. go fish. Wow. Well, I, I the other thing is you can like compliment Alexa, and she'll be like, "Oh, thank you. I I really appreciate that today." No, here's here's here's, here's here's the kid in me. Um, sometimes 
like you know, uh, when I first got one of these smartphones, I would ask it stupid questions like, yeah. "Is is Barrett a criminal?" Just to see, <laughs> just to see what it would say, and it would say stuff like, "I don't know, but I'll check on that now." Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I can't, I can't even tell you some of the questions. Don't be digging asked, deep, bro. Uh, don't, be, don't be digging deep. Yeah, bro. don't don't yeah. don't ask questions that you don't know what you don't want the answers to. Okay. Oh no, I want the answers. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious because inquiring minds need to know. Yeah, well, I want that. I want that. We, we like having the three man show with Sports Day. We don't want it to be a two man. <laughs> right. But 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 here's the funniest thing. Years ago, when, when Apple Watch first became popular, I had Apple uh, Apple Three, one of the first watches that came out. You know, and this was after I told my wife, I said, I don't want one of these watches. I don't want it. You know, just like I told her, I didn't want to upgrade from a flip phone to a smartphone. You're still you on know? a rotary phone, I'm, I, I, dude. I'm telling you, my wife, my wife, when she first bought me. Uh, this my first smartphone, which was uh Apple Four when the Four came yeah, out. Yeah. So we're standing in Best Buy, and we're going to surprise the kids and get them um, phones or, or no phone, yeah, ph- phones or watches for Christmas. Yeah. And so while we're there, you know, she goes, you know, you and I should, you know, she had a she had a uh, I forgot what you call them before the smartphones, but I had a flip phone. It had the p- keypad on the Blackberry. outside. And the I inside, like the BlackBerry stuff like that. Yeah, I could type with it better. Right. right, here, right. Here's the but thing. I loved it. It, it used to frustrate me because writers in the press box had already converted to a smartphone. So by the time I could type stuff out, yeah. they'd already put it out on Twitter and stuff, you know, like plays happening uh-huh. in the game, injuries. Uh-huh. So I would be like five minutes behind, you know. So when we first we first decided to get the kids Apple Watches, so we're standing at Best Buy, and my wife goes, you know, we should get a smartphone while we're here for us. And I'm talking under my breath because you know, I want people to know D-Gun arguing with his wife in public, right? So I'm like, I don't want a smartphone. She goes, no, really. You should get a smartphone because you can do this, this, and this. I'm like, yeah. I don't want You're a like- smartphone. Yeah. So they take taking so long to get our stuff processed. I said, hon, uh, I can't stand here any longer. It's like over an hour. So I take off and I go to the TV section. When I go to Best Buy and Walmart, I'm always in the TV <laughs> section. I don't know why. Yep. I go to the TV section. I come back about 45 minutes later. She says, okay, we're done. And I said, okay. And she goes, I got you a phone. I said, I told you I didn't want a phone. <laughs> so we get home with the phone, take it out. I have her and the kids help me set it up, you know. This 30 like minutes later. Years ago, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I was sitting in the office when yeah. he, was, he was crying about it when you got yes. to the office. <laughs> yes, I was mad as I was mad as He couldn't answer the phone. Man. He couldn't make any phone yes. call. <laughs> I was mad and as Everybody's like, all right, Grandpa, let me see it. Here, here we go. <laughs> So and you know, so, Amy, Amy wants to do everything, you know, I, Derek. Oh yeah. It, Derek. Yeah. Derek, Derek, <laughs> let me see it. Let me see it. So I got Amy helping me at work. I got my family helping me at home. <laughs> so when I finally got the hang of this thing, a couple of days later, I come home and like, Hey, did you know you can do this on this phone? My wife's like, yes, dear. <laughs> hey, did you know this? Yes, dear. I'll never go back to a, 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 uh-huh. a flip phone again, man. They usually okay. know better. Uh, just, right. but, and so then, <laughs> long story so, short. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. A long story long. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, so then, so I get my first Apple Watch a few years later, right? So I'm like, I don't want this Apple Watch, you know, because she gets it for me anyway. I get this Apple Watch and I'm trying to figure out some things. And all of a sudden, I accidentally call 911. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now, I, I see the red dot saying 911. And I'm like, oh, and I'm trying to hit it to stop it. I can't get it to stop from ringing. Oh All of a sudden, this voice says, yes, can I help you? Oh. Now, I'm not saying anything because I'm still trying to hang up. Yeah. And and the voice, hello? Hello? Are you there? Are you in trouble? Hello? Hello? So I finally <laughs> go, miss, I'm laughing. I'm like, miss, I apologize. Um, I just got this watch for a Christmas gift, and 
I hit the wrong button. She burst out laughing, sir. It's okay. We have those calls every day. <laughs> so, so I'm not the only technology right. illiterate person out there. Oh my god, I'm bad I'm too. Yeah. I'm bad. No, Barry, you're probably good because you're good. You you could. You're not, a, not electronics and stuff, man. Like you know, like I, I, I can remember when I was in um when I was in college. Well, not in college. I just retired. And I went back to school to get my master's, and I was trying to. I was taking statistics, and I was trying to you know use um uh, you know. Uh, what is what is it um on 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 Word with Excel? Yeah, that's the worst thing in the world, man. And, and trying to use a computer to learn this and learn that. Computers, mm-hmm. I hate computers, man. Mm-hmm. I hate. Then I had to teach myself how to edit. I mean, it's the worst, man. I hate. I hate computers. I rather go out tangible stuff that I can get my hands dirty with. You know, I want some, yeah. There's no grease I can put on the, on this on this keyboard, but I can go out there and fix my car or anything <clears> else. Yeah. Not these computers, bro. I hate these computers. Let me tell you something. Even today. And I have I have a MacBook, I have a MacBook Pro, and I have a big an iPad Pro, big thirteen inch screen, right? And even today, um, I still need help on my computer cutting and pasting. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> now it's funny. It's funny because on my phone, uh, I can cut I can cut pastes all day. I don't know why I can't get. It the should be hard. it should be easier on your on your. Desktop and your laptop. That's what they and it tell me. Phone. Yeah, that's, that's what, what they tell you. Yeah, I take a picture. I can't. I can't. When you take a picture and you email it, you can't just email it because it has to be switched to this program and that program, and you can't. I'm like, well, just just print. You know, what we're like print. we're all all three of us are like that. Uh, the commercial where the, the guy with the mustache is 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 you know walking these groups through when they when you become your parents. Oh, dude, that's that's, that's my us. favorite. That's Doctor yeah. Rick. I love him. I love Doctor hey, Rick. Let, let, He's let the greatest. Hey, let hey. The, um, they, the, the stream will tell you. I am a Doctor Rick. Me fan. too. I, I am I too. He's the king. The my, the best is the latest one when he he pulls that the, the thing out of the freezer. Can you tell me what this is? Oh yeah. And the, and the guy's <laughs> like, I, 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 he's like, it's a meatball. You know. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, hey, you guys want some good news? Yeah. What's I just got confirmation that tomorrow at 12.15 to 12.30, mark it down, 12.15 to 12.30. I'm writing. We will have Howie Roseman on this show. You know you got juice when you get Howie. Howie Roseman. I just got confirmation tomorrow, 12.15 to 12.30. We will have Mr. Howie Roseman on this show. Good work, Connor. That's juice. You got juice, man. Spread the word, folks. We will spread the word, word too, but spread the word. Smash the like button. Spread the word. 1215 tomorrow, Eagles vice president of player operations, Howie Roseman. Yeah, that's huge. That is now, huge, man. Yeah, All right. yeah. So I'm going to get back to one more thing. Um, yes. And I, hate, I don't want, mean to cut you off, Rob, but while yeah. we're on this technology stuff. Yeah. So you know how you teach your kids, you know, to ride a bike and, and things like that in life. And you get to a point where you tell them, look, I already showed you. I'm not going to show you again. Okay. I already <laughs> showed you how to do this. Right. So. You know, I do I do voiceovers and stuff, and um, mm-hmm. you know, for ninety seven point five, and I also do my own podcast, going on one. So about over a year ago, when I started doing my podcast, my son would come in and help me. You know, when I couldn't get stuff set up, so my son got me. Why are you laughing, man? Why are you laughing? At I can me? I can hear what your son's about to say already. <laughs> so so when it comes to my wife and my daughter, anytime I I, I yell out, you know, nine one one, that means D gun in trouble. You better come help him, right? <laughs> And something ain't right. I'm not on somehow. And they come running. I get the lecture, but they also come on. They'll come and help me. So my son pulls this on me. He goes, it's over a year ago, Dad. I know what you're doing. I said, what am I doing? 
He said, you just want me to do it for you every day. And she goes, you know what? I'm not doing it anymore. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you how to do it. And then you have to figure it out. My, same. I'm like, what? I go through the same like, thing. I'm like, hold up, man. I brought you in this world. Uh-huh. Right. I, take you I, out. You, I clothed you. Mm-hmm. I'm still helping you pay your bills. Mm-hmm. You're 30. You, at that time, you're 29 years old. You're going to tell me that you're going to leave me stranded? So he said, Dad, I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to send you this text, and I want you to put it in your notes. And he gives me a chronological order step on how to go from uh, GarageBand, because I, I record all my stuff on GarageBand. Yeah. And he gives me these steps on how to do it. And then he tells me, and then I go to, I move it to we transfer to, to send it out to wherever I need to send it out when I record stuff. And so I'm like, doggone it. He used one of my techniques on me <laughs> So in my notes. I still have them, but guess what? I can actually do it now without looking at yes. the notes. I'm the same way. So, that, that's what frustrates my family. Yeah. More than it's, it's like, we've told, we've shown you this 600 times. Like, come on, dude, like step your game up. <clears throat> And I'm the same exact. Well, well, like Barrett. So Gunner and I uh, do a podcast for the Eagles called Return right. Game. Right. Uh, and this this year is going to be Dick Vermeil. It's going to be great. But we so we do it. The producer, her name is, believe it or not, this is her name, Buffy Gorilla. Gorilla. Buffy, Buffy Gorilla. Gorilla. Yeah. And she's phenomenal. That's her name. <laughs> I swear it's her name. I'm not. That's her name. No joke. That is her name. Lab, bro. I, I'm t- I'm dead serious. That's her name. And she's phenomenal. At what she I, does, I, right? I want I want to ask you. You know, I want to ask you, Rob. Is that just your nickname? Or is that your real name? But I don't want to offend her. You know? I know I have to. I, I will, I'll get to the bottom of it. But I got to talk to her next. <laughs> I, so we do this where you know we're recording tracks, meaning like voicing over stuff for for people who may not know what that means, right? So Derek yeah. and I are we have our script and we're kind of going through things and you know and it's got to be conversational. It's not just and then in 1958, you know, it's got to yeah. sound like that. yes, but. It takes the longest time for him and I to even get <laughs> get get set up where this poor woman is like a saint dealing with our, crap, oh our nonsense because yeah. it takes forever for us to get rolling. Then. Forever. Anyway. Well, anyway. So I don't, but see, with Rob, when Rob talks, Rob talks in a more natural voice. You know, my family always tells me, you know, dad, you know, when you're in public, you always go into your professional voice. Yes. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And I just think, I don't even think about it. I mean, I, I thought I talked the same way. And they're like, no, Dad, you talk one way at home, and you talk differently when you're out in public. And I'm like, uh-huh. really? Yeah. I didn't even thought about it. So Buffy had to bring me down off a ledge. She goes, yes. She goes, Gunner, she goes, I want you to be more natural like Rob. And I'm like, I want you to be more natural like Rob. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, more natural? It's true. De- Barrett, he's always in, like, announcer mode. He's always in, like, anchor mode, right? Right, so right, he's, right. He's always like... <laughs> And starting in 1936, right, which right. is great, right? It's great. But, but that's when, not what she wants. No, we're like having a back and forth, you know, like, and then the Eagles took on the Cowboys. Remember that game and, you know, whatever. And I can't believe what Bobby Taylor did in that game. And it's, it's conversational as opposed to just hitting your, hitting your mark all the time. And that took hey, a little while for Gunner to get, I'm you know, telling you, man. Yeah. I sound, I sound like a professional Steve Urkel when they were done with me. <laughs> I'm like, it's not yeah. natural, man. Yes. You know? Absolutely. All right. So, by the way, uh, speaking of Bobby Taylor, Bobby Taylor is going to be joining us at one o'clock today. Barrett, your guy drafted the same year as you. And how about that draft? Two second five. round picks. Wow. Two killers wow. right there, man. Yeah. Mamula, me. Yep. No, Mamula. What number? What was he? he was thirteen. They moved. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. twelve. Ah, uh, Mumu was a uh, Mumu. <laughs> And then uh, BT was 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 fifty, and I was fifty eight or fifty nine. One okay. of the two. I don't know how the world 
Chris you T. Jones. You get drafted behind Mike Mamula. How is that possible? Uh, he was a classic combine warrior. Yeah, he was. He killed. He ran like a four seven. Yeah, at and the end, everything high jump, lift, like you you name it, he did it. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, and here's the thing about Mamula. He was. He was a decent player. He wasn't terrible. He's made no, he out wasn't. to be terrible he because he went yeah. ahead of sap. And, and, right. and we we could relive all that stuff. But he was okay. Yeah, I mean, was. Barrett, you played with him. He wasn't yeah. a bad player. It's just yep. a shame he was overdrafted. Like, if you got him in the third <clears throat> round, it's a, it's a it's a perfectly fine. Or player. even a second round. Yeah, right. he's right. fine, right? right? But the problem was, you know, and the people they passed on to take him. Right, you know, right. They drafted up to get him. So yeah. he, was a, he was a combine workout warrior. And yeah. it was Ray Rhodes' first draft class also. Right, yeah. So it was him. It was uh, Bobby, it was myself. Christy Jones was the third. Fourth was Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Fifth, I think, was Kevin mm-hmm. Bowie. Sixth. Kevin Bowie. Uh, I forget who was all in my draft. Sixth, yeah. seventh. I don't know. Let's see here. 1995, Greg Jefferson, Christy Jones, Dave Bear, Fred McCrary, Kevin Bowie, Howard Smothers. Smothers. My was, boy he Smo. of, was he one of the Smother brothers? <laughs> Smo was a piece of Smo was from Bethune Cookman. That was the right. boy. You're right. John John Cheney's university. Yep. Bethune Cookman. And he was probably one of the best athletes as, as an offensive lineman I've ever seen. He just wasn't an offensive lineman. Hmm. Did he make the team? Yeah, he made the team for one year. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, That's, you know. Doesn't sound like an offensive lineman name. Howard Smothers. Smo was country as a box of cornflakes, man. <laughs> he was he was more country than I was. Put it like that. Yeah. You know, man. I hear you. Mm. I hear you. All right. So Bobby's yeah. gonna join us at one. Keith Pompey's gonna join us from Miami at two. We got a game five preview. By the way, Kyle Lowry not playing. Oh, down, down oh. well, that was my secret he, weapon. Yeah, but here's the, yeah, I was gonna say here's the, here's the thing. They play better without him. Yes, they do. I I agree with scary, that. Which is actually. scary. Which yeah. is really scary. But especially with, with the as compromise. I mean, he was really. You could tell, man. He was just dragging that leg the other night. Yep, yep. That was a mess. I, I wanted him to play. All right, it's so we're gonna be physical tonight, boy. It is. It's gonna be like that Milwaukee Boston series, which we'll talk about a little bit later. That has been. That's like out of the straight out of the eighties and nineties. That that series. Bucks choked last night. Yeah, he had that yeah, game. I they know choked. They did. they did at home too. On top of it, so we'll get into that. I wanted to throw this at you guys be, before we we dive into uh, some heavy Sixers uh, in, in a little bit. The Tom Brady story. So he's actually confirmed this too. Fox has too. When he retires from from playing, he is going to be the number one color analyst for Fox. It's already been announced, which in and of itself is weird that he's still playing, and that's come out and everybody had to acknowledge that. It's going to be especially weird. Not that I care one way or the other, but. Greg Olson is going to be with Kevin Burkhart. There's been big shakeups, as you right, remember, right. because Buck and Aikman have gone to Monday Night Football with ESPN. Yep. So uh, Kevin Burkhart, who I'm, we're going to get on the show, who's a, who's a real good dude, uh, is the number one play-by-play and the number one analyst is Greg Olson, former tight end. It's a weird, awkward spot for Greg Olson, knowing you're essentially yeah. pro- probably this year it's your gig, and then you're getting demoted no matter how good or you know no matter what happens. I say it's tough, man. You know, it's almost like um, uh, the whole situation with NBC, you know, and 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 Chris, you know how Collinsworth. they have Collinsworth yeah. and, and um, his play-by-play because Al we knew Michael, yeah. Al Michaels went to Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah you Mike Tarico is the, the the number one play-by-play guy now. Yeah, but he's making he's more he was making more. Tarico was making more than Al was, yeah. and he was the and Al was the number one guy there. Yeah, and right. here he is. He, I was like, how does this work? How does the dynamic work? You know, you got you got. 
Al Michaels is 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 the guy, and you got his, you know, Tariko is 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 making like two or three million more than him, and he's mm-hmm. not even. That's why they had all of those mix up as far as games and you yeah. know NBC this day. You right. got this right. guy. It was crazy how they were trying to you know balance all that out. Yep. Yeah. They. I, I think they anticipated Al Michaels would retire. Yeah. At, you know, earlier than he and because yeah, Al's like 77, 78 years old. I think right. they thought he was just going to hang it up. And, and Al was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to keep going here. And Al <laughs> got paid from Amazon. So that pairing is going to be Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet are going to do Thursdays for Amazon. Monday night is Buck and Aikman on, just, on ESPN. How do I get in? I know, just man. Think, just think about this football on Amazon now. Just think about that for a minute. I know. It's going to be strange. Didn't they have games last year on Prime also? Didn't they They have a few games on Prime? Yeah. Yeah, they did. See, the cable companies and stuff are smart. You know, they're losing subscribers, but they're finding a way to get them back with all these Primes and and all this. It's like, what's next? So you got So if you're a football fan, now you got to make sure you have Amazon Prime. Right. I'll tell you where it's going, Derek. Yeah. Soon. I, I don't. I don't mean next year or when the next five years, but soon, 10 years, right. 15 years, it's all going to be pay. Yep. It's I all disagree, going to be pay. I disagree, Rob. I think it's going to be sooner, to be honest. Okay, I, yeah, I, it could be. Could be. I, I, I think it's going to be sooner because we, we've talked about this and it's well known. The NFL is the smartest and richest sports conglomerate and on the planet. And greedy. But you know what? When you have a product that people live and die for, they will, you know, they will piss and moan about it. Yep. But they'll get it yep. because you got to have it. Absolutely. See, and cool. we're the same way. We What do we do? We talk about sports. So we have to have it. Even though it's an inconvenience and unnecessary expense, we got to have it. No doubt. I See, well, yeah. Especially, the, like, this wouldn't fly with other sports. It will fly with the NFL. It will fly with the NFL. No Above question. All. This, no this question. new league, I think this new league is going to survive also. What this new league, league, uh, the, which one? The USFL, the stars, and all those. Yeah, that's USFL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's going to survive, man, because there's no there's no farm league for for the NFL. They need maybe something. yeah. Well, and like a couple of guys took advantage of that. What was it? The A AFF, whatever it was, the one that uh, Philip Walker played, and a couple other guys. Like they they went there and they did well, man, and it got Remember them smart. It, yeah, it got them jobs. It did Remember smart. He hate me. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Rod right. Smart. Yeah. He, he played with the Eagles, didn't he? For he was. That was the old XFL. That was the yeah. old XFL. He was Freddie Mitchell's cousin. That's right. <laughs> yes. Hey, we got we got to get Freddie Mitchell on this show one day too. I'm going to get Freddie on here. America's just see, guest. Just, just America's yes. house. Get see what he's doing. Yes. And look at Jeremiah Butler over here. Um, you should have Prime already. Yes, I have Prime, man. I'm just telling you, <laughs> it's going to be part of your standard cable package in the future. Yeah, yes, it it's coming. Yeah, it's it's coming. Mark it down, man. Bro, it, 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 they it have it coming. now that when you have a when you watch movies in um in, in, in the theater, 30 days after they watch them, I think it's 30 or 40 days yes. afterwards, yes. You, can get, you can get them on, on, on TV. 100%. You just have to yeah. order it. I mean, I yeah. ordered the other day. Mm-hmm. It's like 20 bucks, so it's $19.99. But still, though, you know, if you don't if you can wait 30 days, you can see it. Like Batman, I, I went to the theater and saw it, and then I turned back around. I was like, oh, man, uh-huh. you guys are see it. So I ordered it again and, and watched it in my house. Well, you don't have to pay for it. when it, I saw it on HBO Max. I mean, it's part of your monthly payment. Yeah, you pay for it with, to, it with it, yeah, yeah. with that. But yeah. I, didn't have to, I didn't have to pay for it again, so I wait. I'm, I'm inclined now to wait till movies to get out of the theater because it's going to be on Netflix, <laughs> Prime, mm-hmm. HBO Max. It's going to be a one of them, you know, eventually, so. Yep. But there are some things you have to go to movie to see. Like my daughter just informed me that the new Jurassic Park is coming out in June. 
I got to see that in there. And see. IMAX, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, once you get to movie seven, eight, you know, you think, okay, it's going to be watered down. But for for the for the for the um the, the special effects in it, yeah, I gotta see it. I don't want somebody to tell me about that movie. Even if I walk out the movie and say, Man, that sucked. Yeah. I gotta see it for myself. I don't want yeah. somebody to tell me what went down in the movie. I hear you. I, and there is yeah. something to, to the whole event of it and sitting down in the theater. Like I get it. I mean it just costs so much though. That, that's the problem. They just gouge you. And, and I wonder if the response to people going less and less and waiting it out is going to be lowering the ticket prices. I don't know. I well, doubt it. I'll pay the, I'll pay the, I'll pay the, I'll pay the, you know, I think it was like 17 bucks. For well, the it's that. And they kill you yeah. with, with, yeah. with, with the, the food, popcorn and, the, yeah. And, yeah, and everything yeah. else, you know, hey, like, pretzel, you got to pay forget that, 60 bucks. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And see, Easy. plus, and plus, they don't even use real butter anymore in theater popcorn. It's just butter oil stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, messed it up. Look, John Dickerson said D Gun can't eat brisket in the theater. You're right. That's why I'm watching movies at home, man. <laughs> I've tried, though. I you can't you, eat brisket. I did. You know you've tried. Oh, guys, yeah, guys, yeah. look at this, though. I took, um, you remember I did that brisket? Yes. I took the brisket, and um, after that first day, and I, you know, I said, you know, I, I put it up. I said, you know, let me put it in the freezer. I'm gonna freeze it because we had so much. I mean, I, I remember I barbecued me. I um I smoked like three or four 20, things. Twenty five pieces of meat. Right, right. So you know, <laughs> I, I learned. I learned from it. But I took it out the day before. I took it out yesterday, before I, you know, before we got on the show. Then when I got home last night, I I, I chopped it up into, you know, since it was hard, I chopped up it into little squares, and I made chili out of it. Ooh, Ooh. Okay. unbelievable okay. smoked brisket chili. Ooh. It was amazing. I'm like, my family's like, Dad, you, you finally cooked something we like, you know? Whoa. Like, they were crushing it, Whoa. crushed it. So it's like, that's like a new, new thing for me. A Here, smoked brisket, good call, man. Here, it's here's expensive what, here, though, but still, yeah. and it's Here, worth you. And you get a lot of meals out of it. You, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you can use that for three or four meals. Here's what I tell you when you smoke meats. The flavor and the taste of smoked meats compared to roasted, fried, you know, however you prepare them, is still good three, four, five days later. Yep. Compared to other meats, how you prepare them, by the next day or two days later, man, it's don't taste the same. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Right, but right. something about smoked meats, slow smoked meats, man, five days later, you're just like, man, this is still good. It's good stuff. Bruh. Hear that? Yeah. It was amazing. I never thought that the, the chili could taste like that, bro. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just, I was, man. But but, but when we come back, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about this Tom Brady thing, man. Yeah, you know, it, because yeah. you remember how badly he wanted to just be with his family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. So let's do that. We'll do. We'll dive into the Sixers as well, as I mentioned. So one o'clock, former Eagle Bobby Taylor is going to join us. Two o'clock, Keith Pompey is down there. Uh, Doc Rivers had some interesting things to say, by the way, about the MVP. Uh, race as well that that's going to Nikola Jokic. We'll, we'll get into that also. A lot of ground to cover. And remember, tomorrow, 12-15, Howie Roseman. That's Eagles, right. That's right. Uh, and, the, and the big boss. Got it right here. Got it right here, baby. Joining us tomorrow. We don't play around, man. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. Hey, I want to let everybody know here. Trying to find the right person to trust with your finances, mm -hmm. it can be a very scary proposition. And I'm, I'm right there in the front of the line. Trust me when I tell you that. But I can say from personal experience that someone I trust with my finances is Jim Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, with Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, or if you have a small business and you need help with employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can assist you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be happier, let me tell you. 
give them a call. 610-996-4751. That's 610-996-4751. Or you can email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-A-L dot com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on acting. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Back on this Tuesday, Sports Take, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, uh, Barrett Brooks, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. And again, reminder, tomorrow at 12.15, Eagles VP of Operations, the man himself, Howie Roseman, will be joining us. All right, so we mentioned this before we took a timeout, guys, but let, let's swing it back here for a second. So Tom Brady, who is still playing, he retired for about 13 and a half seconds and then came back, and he's back playing with the Bucks this year. We know that. But when, upon retirement, he will be sliding into the number one spot, the number one analyst for Fox. The reported money for this, guys, 10 years, 
$375 million. He will make 37, 30, yeah, more than $37 million per year. Man, we thought Tony Romo was making a lot of money. And by the way, Tony Romo sucks. Let me just throw that out there. This is this is what? dwarfing. What? He's he is a terrible, terrible. I, I, terrible I like Tony. Analyst. I like Tony. The whole shtick of him calling the play. He doesn't do that anymore. He's he's not prepared. He sounds like a high schooler in the booth. Script. <laughs> Jim, here it comes, Jim. That's what he does. He stinks. Wait, wait, do that again. How do you do that? <laughs> here it comes, Jim. Again. <laughs> it does sound like that sometimes. Yeah, he stinks. He stinks. But I will he's say this. I, I will say this though. He's very good at anticipating the play that's coming, and I think mm-hmm. he's very. I mean, sometimes he's a little too wordy, but I think he's informative in terms of breaking down a play to show you exactly what happened. And sometimes I sit, I'm like, oh wow, how did I missed that when it happened live. I like. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Tony Romo, but I, I, I like. I like better. some of his insights. I think he was better before, and I'm not. Oh, look, man. I think Aikman, I think Aikman's a really good analyst. And, You're and just I, a hater because he played for Dallas, man. I Come on, man. You, I think Aikman. Get over good. it, Rob. Get over I, it. I actually like Joe Buck. People, oh, people love Joe hate Buck. Joe Buck. I, I think he's Joe excellent Buck. at any baseball or football. But but too. getting back to the money Brady's making, guys, thirty-seven million. Thirty-seven million a year. Million? Come on, man. As Chris Rock said. Good lord, thirty-seven Bro. million dollars. Well, just put it like this: I um, I do ESPN Plus games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I make nothing. <laughs> yes, I hear you, man. Bears, Bears you. on Channel Z. But you know what, B. Brooks? <laughs> I will say this: we can joke, but B. Brooks, hey, Leach, you wanted to chose if you getting to do it. Better yeah, you than true. somebody else. Right, you get right. the you get the experience, and once you eliminate, you know. Certain words in your vocabulary, like make a long story long. You might get up to ESPN one <laughs> eight, you know, and then when you get rid of out of out, you might get up to the big ESPN. I'm, just, I can't I'm, give, I can't I'm being called that, the man. devil for my for my Joe Buck stance. I know, man. See, <laughs> that's rough. You messed with the wrong crowd. dude. You messed with the wrong dude. See, Jeez. I told you, man. But yo, man. But, but but really, think about this for a minute. He's hated in Philly, bro. Well, well, the the craziest part, you know, the whole Brady thing was I got I got to get spend time with my family. I, I, I just, you know, I've done everything I can do here with football. It's time to go and, you know, smell the roses with Giselle and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, he comes back, you know, in five minutes. And then the second he's retiring, and, and I know this isn't as time consuming as playing football. Right, I get that. Right. So believe me, but still you would think take a year at least where you're just, you know, going to Brazil and traveling the world with Giselle. Nope. Right. Tom Brady, man. Once I got that contract and, I, and it was ink, I signed it. There will be no more Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. I'd have quit immediately. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have passed go. I hear you. I'd have packed my stuff in my locker and I'd been gone mm-hmm. for thirty-seven million dollars a year. Yep. Me Come too, on, man. Bro, ten-year yeah. contract. Look, I don't doubt how much he loves football. It's obvious because he could have just walked away and taken that that deal. He still likes to he loves to play, obviously, but. That, here, man. here I make I make twenty one hundred a game. That's what I make. I said it, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. You know, we were just talking about this in the last segment. Like, where is this headed ultimately? With you know, with the with the games on Amazon and all this other stuff. If this doesn't tell you where it's headed to, to everything being paid for, you're not getting any more. At some point, the, the CBS Fox you know well is going to dry up because you're paying thirty three hundred seventy five million to a color analyst, which is absurd in my opinion. But you know. Hey, look, this man has made probably more money than anybody in the history of pro football. 
How would you like to be in a position where you have seven Super Bowl rings, you will go down as probably the greatest quarterback of all time, and you got $375 million sitting there waiting for you when you start to make your transition into the real world, which is still a fantasy world to 95% of America in terms of you walking into more money to be a color analyst. Now think about this. As a color analyst, you you appear on TV maybe 22, 23 weeks, right. one, one time out of a season. And his the Goodwill Ambassador part of this deal, how many public appearances is he going to make? I'd have Tom Brady going to every kid's party, every Fox employee. I'd have him doing all kinds of crazy stuff at $375 million, $37 million a year. I'm making sure I get my most out of it. But Tom Brady, maybe Tom don't want to be at home. Tom's yeah. like, hey, man. This babysitting stuff, hey, this ain't for me, man. We can hire ten nannies. Hey, if, we don't I, need babies. if I'm Rupert Murdoch, he'd be he'd be doing like um, balloon animals at, at, at my yes. nephew's party. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he should be doing everything. I, 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 let me, do you guys like? I don't necessarily tune in, especially for for a national broadcast. Like I'm talking about football on TV, not Merrill and Mike and that kind of thing, who who, who do an unbelievable job, but. I tune in for the matchup. I don't really, I don't tune in necessarily for the broadcaster. Is it that big a draw for you guys? Like, does this make sense financially? I know it's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. I get it. But I don't, I don't, there isn't that same kind of appeal for me, man. See, I, I tune in, I tune in for a combination of the two. If I know it's a good announcing team, I'm as enamored with the announcing team as I am with the matchup itself. I mean, when you think about it, you I mean, you had to watch games that John Madden was calling. Because, you know, he, he was the one that started all this boom and all the boom, pop, yeah, all this kind of stuff, like Batman, you know, mm-hmm. Batman stuff. And before that, when Monday Night Football was in his heyday, I wanted to see Dandy Don and Howard Cosell as much as I wanted to see the game itself because they were always taking shots at each other. And there's still a few out there now. Um, like when I watch hockey playoff games, you know, who's the one guy you want to hear? Doc yeah, Mike Emery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you know, he retired. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So, yep. you know, there was a reason Gus Johnson, a good example, Joey B. Good example. You know, I want I want Gus Johnson to do my eulogy. <laughs> when, when I'm sitting, when I'm dead and gone. I'm serious. I want him to do my eulogy. First of all, I told my family, don't put me in a box. Don't don't even do that. Oh, you know? Don't Here even we waste go. the money. Here no, I'm being honest. Don't put me in a oh, box. God. Think, man, I don't want people standing there. Look, I mean, look, me look. You know what you need to you bring, do. You're bringing us down, man. All right. Can no, we, not, can we no. not talk about your funeral at this what, point? But I mean, I, what is going on? I, I want Gus Johnson to, you know, to be there to do my eulogy. Now, he uh-huh. don't even know me. I have it scripted out. I just want Gus Johnson to deliver it. I got you. We'll, we'll make that happen. Barrett, we'll make that happen. When when Gunner kicks, which, you know, probably soon, I'm, we'll, I'm, we'll I'm make sure that Gus does. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that. I'm I'm going to do it. Barrett, oh, heck, oh, heck no. No. Because see, you people would need subtitles to understand what you're saying. Ouch! Not at all. With all the, with all the, you know, the the, the Barry Brookisms you come up with. Long story long, he's dead. See, see what I mean? See, <laughs> and people, people, instead of instead of getting the effect of what he's saying, people, you're like, what did he just say? Yeah. Like, what, what, <laughs> what, what, yeah. What? That's <laughs> he, it. He has a whole cult following here in our chat room daily. Talking about da da da. I know, man. We need to get T-shirts made because that has we, meaning. That has we, meaning. We do See? need like See? that's overdue. Yeah. The da 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 T-shirts. Yeah. Jacob we, Jacob Media yep. shirts da da. Everybody everybody loves the da da. Look at da da. There we go. Yeah. So we do have to make. But it means get the meaning, man. Or there, that means like that's like there it is. I mean da da da. There it is. Yeah. Oh, we need we need some shirts to say. 
you know, you know, well, D Gun said. Right, you know, <laughs> something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm serious. What, what did you make some money off what did, this What does your man? former boss say? Well, hey, D Gun's gonna do. That's what right. You, what, what, I even <laughs> had my boss talking about what D Gun's gonna do. What D Gun's gonna do? And Barrett stood there and went, "No, what? you didn't." You know what that same boss used to say? Rob Ellis is gonna do what I tell him to do. There was a little bit of a difference there. It was slight. I don't know if that's t-shirt worthy, but it was slightly different. Rob, but, Rob. Yeah. yeah. He said, "You know what? I woke up." And I thought I slapped you in the head. I came I, to work, I, man. I didn't do it. Yeah, I would have been taken out in cuffs if I said that. Yeah, right. I'm looking like to that person. Yeah, I was like, See, did I'm he glad, just say that? I'm yep. glad. My, I'm glad my wife didn't find out about that because <laughs> I would have been sitting in a chair in the kitchen like this. Yes. <laughs> yes, dear. Yes. Uh huh. Yes, I, I know. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yep. Unbelievable. All right. So Brady, thirty-seven, three hundred seventy-five million for ten years. We know Romo's making like 17. The, the money being thrown around is, is just beyond belief. That's for sure. I mean, it is unbelievable. All right. So I, I we got Bobby Taylor at one, two o'clock, Keith Pompey. Well, look, to- hold on, hold on. Look at this. They said, it took me watching the middle for a month to figure out what out of that meant. No, you're, Doc, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Stick around. That's how things usually come to you in about a month. We'll get we got about another month before everything else makes sense. It comes out of our our mouths. Hey Barrett, Rob had no idea what he was getting into when he decided to sign on with us and do this show. I'm telling you. You you, you guys think you think it was a coincidence I was late for for coming back from a break the last time? I was I was I was being convinced not to run away by somebody. I thought we were going to be professional. Right. Professional what? There's no professionalism on this show. Yeah. Bro, bro, Rob, hey, Rob, first thing, you know, we, we, our first time I really met Rob was um during the process of, 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 of Breakfast on Broad. We were interviewing other people yep. to see, and I, I didn't know I had the job. So I'm like, well, Rob, I asked Rob, Rob, why are we interviewing people and I don't even have a job yet? I'm like, what is going on? I you know, know, dude. You got the job if you're going to be doing this, okay? But look, the first week, the yeah. first week is a two-hour show. The first week, I may have said 10 words the entire time. Well, no, <laughs> ah, da, da, long story long, it was nothing. I may have said 10 words. <laughs> He'd be looking and say, uh, got anything to say, Barry? No, I'd like, say, I'd be like, your thoughts, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on this, like, I'm going on this rant. I'm screaming. Ah, ah, ah. And all of a sudden, like, I'm like, I need to take a breather for two seconds. And I'm like, now's your time, man. Hey, and when I first, He's not when like I, that anymore, but he was no. back then. Yeah. When, I first, when I first met Rob, you know, we we broke ground together because we helped start Comcast Sports Network. And Rob was producing a Barcan's show. Uh, what yeah. was it? Daily News Live back then? Yes. What was yes. it called back then? Daily, yeah, News, Daily Live. News Live. Yeah. Yeah. And Rob was this very stoic individual, very professional very low key, you know, he'd walk in and he'd speak to you in a very professional manner. I'm like, who's this dude, man? This dude too serious for me, man. And then a few years later, when you got to know him and you heard some of the stuff come out of his mouth, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, that's the Rob Ellis I like. That's right. That's right. I didn't know, like, I didn't know, I didn't know him either for like the first two weeks we do the show. So we do this event and it's down there, Um, it's down, it's Philly, uh, where's that place where they, you know, they have the, the Market with a little marketplace down in oh, Reading Terminal Market. We're Reading Terminal. Yeah. All of a sudden, I see the real Rob E <laughs> come out. I go down there and see Robbie. He's got his little Kango hat down. You know, say so he comes in. I'm like, well, dag on it. Okay, Rob got a little soul, so we got a little mm-hmm. pizzazz to him. You know, 
had a couple beers and we was talking real stuff that's then. It. You know what I'm saying? I yep. said, all right, I can rock with Rob. Now. I can rock that's, with Rob. that's what we're gonna get right here. That's right. what we do. Because we don't have stuffed shirts breathing down our neck telling us what to say or right. doing anything. We couldn't wear what we wanted to wear. I remember I couldn't wear it. I, I remember you got you got your stones busted pretty hard with the outfits. Oh yeah, man, with, no yeah. prints, no, nothing, just all solid shirts. I'm like, yeah, I hated that, man. Hey, like, that. like being in a parochial school, man. Right, it was, right. dude. Hey, trust I'm me, like, you, seriously. I, I got a lecture for getting my hair cut too short. Now it wasn't like I, got, <laughs> I remember that. I, remember I didn't shave my head. I just I go in high and tight like I always do, and it was like, um, the audience is used to you looking one way. You can't look another. I'm like, they're not going to recognize me. Like, are they, are they going to mistake hey. me for Barrett, Jillian, or Sarah? Right. Is that what we're worried hey, about? Hey, I don't hey. think we all look that much alike. Right. But, but you know, you know, D Gun being D Gun, so we got the memo that we got to wear solid color shirts. Yeah, I'm wearing checks. I'm wearing plaids, and I'm, I'm like, well, and, and, and first I do time it. she just hey. said something to me, I just said, "Well, D Gun," I said, "You know, I ain't gonna do that." I, no, do you, I was ready to too. You can't, do, you, you can't do what D Gun does. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Habitual line stepper. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Joey B said, where, 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 where was it? it? Said uh Rob, Rob should wear, start wearing the Kango hats. Hey, guess what? <laughs> now, the CEO of this network, Joe Krause. Krause. The man has over 750 Kango hats, right? Wow. I can't touch that. So, I can tell you that. I don't have anywhere near that. So now, so so Joe decides, you know, and I wear Kangos, you know. You know, you don't see them around much anymore, but I still wear Kangos every night. I got black, brown, standard colors. Yeah. So Joe decides to give me one as a gift because he knows about a year ago, not last fall, he decides to give me one. So before this show is over, I'm going to put it on and I want your opinion because I appreciate the gift, but I'm thinking, what in the world am I going to wear this with? I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> right, right. You got to see this one, man. All right, this it's, combination yeah, is not right. It's, it's, right coming, we'll, it's coming. Yeah, show it to us. Yeah, we, right. we, we need to, we'll do a little, little show and tell. That, that, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, but that was... We we've had some crazy times, man, and we'll uh, we'll keep we we all every week. I think we'll do a little storytelling, so we're always going to get some uh, some little little nuggets away. You know, working with Sarah, you know, working with Sarah and Jillian, those two. I mean, they were we'll, great to work. We'll with. get them on. We're going to get yeah. them on, and we'll have a little reunion. They were great to work yeah. with. Yeah, I and mean, we'll uh, you name man, it. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I saw Jillian doing a, a, a report last She's night for six, six ABC. Yeah, six, yeah, I saw her doing her thing. Yeah, that's so, for sure. Yeah. That's she's awesome. Working, going to going back to college, going to get her master's. Yeah, she's and doing her thing, man. I'm happy for her. Yeah. Um, so I I wanted to hit you guys with this. So no Lowry tonight. Is that good or bad? Because I almost think it it favors the Sixers if he's out there dragging a leg around. Yes, yeah. I mean, he played he's, he's our really weapon. bad in the last two games, and hey, I think man. Miami might play better without him. That's what I'm saying, man. You know what? <clears throat> that when I found that out, I said, "Oh, that's bad news." Number one. Miami's lost a 2-0 lead. Number two, they're going back to their home court now. Number three, Lowry's not playing. Mm -hmm. That's some bad. That, that that's some bad juju right there, man. I I'm agree. just telling. I I don't like. I wish he was out there on the court tonight dragging that leg around. Tell um, me. because those first two games, when when he wasn't playing, Tyler Hero played much oh. better. Yep. You know. Okay. Yep. Now, obviously, Tyler played his game when Joel was not on the court. And his game's been way off since then. I mean, Tyler's not knocking down the threes. Mm -mm. Hey, I guarantee you, even if the even if the Miami's arena is only half full tonight, Tyler Hero is going to be a factor in this game tonight somehow, yeah. which is not good. So. Yeah, I, I, I try, and we'll we'll talk to Keith about this. Keith Papea too. My sense is, guys, we're going to see Duncan Robinson tonight. If yes, anything, yes, because they haven't been able to throw it in the ocean, man. From from deep, 
it, it, you know, I know yeah, Robinson's yeah. a liability on defense, but right. what he can give them from three point land, especially because Struess is doing nothing either. You know, he's starting right, right. Max Struess. Max Struess can't guard anybody. If no. he can't, you know, if, if that's the if that's what it's all about, then who cares? Throw Robinson out there if it's about right, right. someone who can't guard. So I think there's going to be some moves made tonight. I think Smolster is not the type to sit pat and hope things get turned around. I think he's no, going to be no. be pretty aggressive in what he changes up. But what are we going to do? You know, because you know, for you know, all this season, I thought Thibault was best when he was guarding people. But who's he able to guard in this series? If he can't guard anybody in this series, then why have him out there? I, Barrett, you're preaching to the choir. I, I'm he he's starting to annoy me. It's <laughs> Rob. There's a theme here. A lot of things <laughs> seem to annoy you. You uh, you I think I need some help. You 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 imitated. Uh, Tony Romo. Oh, Jim! Ah! Now, now, Thibault annoys you, which I'm changing. Is Maurice Thimble? I'm not gonna call him Thibault. It's Thimble. Yeah, it's, uh, that's how you fill up his offensive game. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bear, no, but I, I think. Yeah, got it. No, go Barry. Seriously, why does your phone ring every show? Why is that? Oh, Can you explain? It. Can you explain that, Barry? Oh, he's he, he's conducting business as we speak. <laughs> Who does this? It's great. It's great, man. I don't know. I don't no, know. Seriously? It's on us, man. So we can say whatever we want. We can make fun of Barrett right now. So yeah, we could. Is, he wouldn't even know make it. fun of Barrett time. <laughs> he wouldn't even know it. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I'm, I, Gunner, here's the thing. You know yeah. Thibault, you're on. You're playing five on four with him on offense because Thibault's – unless it's a lob or a run out. Right, where he, right, he can, right. I mean, it's five on four. And he did hit a three to his credit in yep. the last game, but that's rare. He hit a three. <laughs> right, I'm serious, man. He just – and he tries to make the unbelievably athletic, like, insane right, block right, from behind, right. which generally he doesn't make, and it usually results in either a foul or a basket. I, I just – I don't know. I, I'm I'm sour on him right now. I, I don't – he's an impossible guy to dislike. He seems like the nice enough guy. So but, what, what position does he guard? The three? Just the three and the two? That's it? Yeah. I mean, he I don't – he's not big enough to handle a four. I, I think yeah, I think it, you can throw him on a one too. He's got that kind of athleticism. But if, see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying that because you know you you look at what goes on with Green, with um, with you know he's what six eight, he's six eight and he's he's guarding fives, fours, whatever you know. Yeah, right. You know, with, and you know with with the Warriors. So, I mean, oh he, but he, I mean Draymond Green's a, a freak though, Barrett. I mean he he's a he's a different cat. I mean there's not a lot of guys who can do what he does. Well, that's what I thought Thibault would be. I mean two years ago we were talking about he's you know, probably defensive player of the year mm-hmm. to now he just guards, he specialized in guarding people now. Come on, man. Well, I, the other thing that drove me crazy was in, in, I know he was on him sometimes, but in games one and two, I'm thinking, all right, if you have this killer shutdown guy, throw him on hero. But right. it, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, the Thibel thing confuses me in general. I, and, and well, that's what I thought. I mean, that that's, I actually thought that's what it, you know, we were going to use him for. Maybe and I didn't tonight. expect him to get Butler. You know, I didn't expect that. You know, because you can Butler's his own thing. And and, and Butler's like, so crafty and strong. Right, right, right. He's yeah. He you know he's his own thing, man. But you know, I mean Harris, I think Harris has been doing adequate on him. You know, I do too. I, I think actually Harris um really has <clears throat> shown me a lot defensively. He he's he's improved his game. It's not his strength, 
but he's made himself into a pretty decent willing defender. And I give right. him props for that. He, right. he was a great last game offensively, but he's had a good playoff overall. Hey, he, you remember yeah. going into the series, we were ripping, we were ripping Tobias, you know, about him being a liability. He's been yeah. one of the biggest assets in this series against Miami. Stepped up. To be quite honest. Yeah. He no, stepped I agree. His game no, up. no. With, with, um, you know, with the, with the previous series also though. Yeah. I mean, I oh, think he yeah. won, he won the last two games for us. He's the, uh, like on the list of concerns, he's way at the bottom. You right. know, I, and I think right. he'll show up tonight. I actually think he'll play very well tonight for the Sixers. That's for sure. All right, we're going to talk to Keith Pompey at two. When we come back, we're going to get some stories from this next gentleman. Okay. So oh, I got I got some stuff to ask him, boy. Amen. Ooh, my guy, man. He was a part of Barrett's draft class with the Eagles, 1995. Both guys went in the second round. He's beloved in the city. He was the Michael Irvin shutdown man himself, the one and only Bobby. Taylor. So don't go anywhere. Bobby Taylor coming up two o'clock, Keith Pompey. I want to get into the Eagles ranking and where they are in the NFC and their strength of schedule came out as well. So we'll get into that. Also, we got a lot in store. Philly's actually won a game comfortably too. So I, you, you heard me correctly. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Philly's won Nine a game. Nothing? Com- it yeah. wasn't a sweat. There was, it was an easy, yeah. you know, boom. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> also Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are sports take Jacob media, YouTube network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, 
and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back in Sports Take. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are thrilled to be joined by our next guest. He spent 10 years here with the oh. Eagles. There oh. he is. Oh. It's sharp as always. Uh, oh. He's got his shirt on. Play football. He's he been that way, though. Yeah. He, he, he came into the league like that. He was always the sharpest. I mean, I remember the first night we went out to a club together. He was the sharpest one out of all of us, man. Hey, man, don't be telling this business like that, man. That's what this show's about, VT. What's up, bro? You're trying to get Bobby killed, man. What's up, Bobby? Loose lips sink shit. Hey, I will say this. Good luck with that with Barrett. Good luck with that. Go ahead. I will say this. You know, back in the heyday when we first started doing, you know, post-game live, um, you know, I was outside the interviewing the players, you know, and, and Bobby and their crew was like the first, they were like, this part of history because they were like the first crew. And, you know, I've been doing it a long time, but when Bobby would come out and, and, and do post game, I felt inferior because <laughs> Bobby would come out dressed like he just stepped straight out of GQ. I got on jeans and a blade. Bobby, man, Bobby, even his t-shirts were crisp. And I'm like, Man, and even today, like I, I saw Bobby a couple of times, you know, you know, down at Eagles Cowboys game, he's standing on the sideline. He's got the the coordinated shoes with the jeans, you know, and he still like he looks like he in football shape. And I'm like, I hate Bobby Taylor, man. He's <laughs> the board of hell. He stayed that way, man. Bobby was a bad dude back in his day, though, man. What's he's up, guys? Boy. How y'all doing? Good, good and you, good, man. Good, man. Congrats, congrats on the show. Congrats, Thank you, man. I appreciate Thank it. you, man. Appreciate hey, it. tell us what you have going on, man. Show yeah. us the shirt. Let's oh, well, no, this is just a NFL play football shirt. I mean, I do consulting now for um, the football ops department at the league. And so mm-hmm. I work directly with youth football, especially being here in Texas. You know, football is like religion. And so yeah, I'm running some youth NFL flag leagues, just trying to expose these kids to something that's organized where, you know, there's not foolishness going on because there's a, a big problem going on, not just here in Texas, but all over the country. Like grownups mm-hmm. are ruining like youth football. You you see right. some clips as far as folks fighting and yep. just all type of craziness, right? And so, you know, the league from the top down, you know, they've given us the resources to expose these kids to something that's un- unheard of, to tell mm-hmm. the truth, right? And so to be on the front front line of that. And just trying to make sure folks are doing the right thing because, you know, these kids just want to have fun. They want to learn the game and and be competitive. Like all of the other craziness, you know, you have parents that are trying to, you know, live out something maybe that they didn't accomplish in their lifetime through these kids. And, you know, it's just making the experiences not good at all. And so, you know, we just want to be on the front line to, excuse me, share some of our knowledge from all of the years that we played and just try to help these kids. And it's really, at the end of the day, it's not even about a kid making it to the NFL. Really, it's about just being, you know, learning some of the life skills of playing football, all of the different things I know that I've learned. And Mm -hmm. so, and I want to try to teach these kids, not only from the things that I did well, but I made a lot of mistakes as well, right? So, you know, to be able to share some of that 
some of those personal experiences. I mean, it's just been a joy. Yeah, man. You, you know, looking at it, man, I mean, those games, sometimes, man, those games just, just get too out of hand. I, I, I remember it was me. It was uh, it was uh, B Dog, his son, you know, Lil, Lil Brian, yep, and Coy Detmer's son. They our kids played on the same Pop Warner football team in Voorhees, mm-hmm. and I can remember parents wanting to fight the three of us because <laughs> our we they said what well, you're teaching you're teaching our um, those kids something. I'm like whoa 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 it's 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 the end of the third quarter, and we getting our backs kicked in. They're beating us twenty seven to seven, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And they're saying we're teach you guys are teaching your kids. I mean, these kids are killing our kids, you know, because nobody yeah. really wanted to play. Our kids mm-hmm. over there playing in the dust and everything else. And their kids out there, they trying to get out, you know, and, and, and making things happen. And I was like, come on now, parent, well, you guys are really yelling at us. <laughs> like we're teaching them kids something else. And I'm looking at B Dog, he's looking at me like, what is going on? Some parents just don't get it, man. They just oh, don't absolutely. get it. Absolutely. I, I think the mere fact, right, that yourself. Um, B Dalt and Coy got out. We're, we're out there, right? Right, right, exactly. It just means so much. I mean, because for example, let's just say if there's someone that's studying engineering and a world famous mm-hmm. engineer came to the class or wherever these kids were studying, I'm pretty sure those kids will like be blown away. So just for the mere fact that you guys are taking your time to be out there, share mm-hmm. your knowledge. And like you said, your team wasn't even <clears throat> winning, right? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably were making sure those kids played the right way, which is the most important thing, right? But you know, I, it 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 just mind boggle is mind boggling to me, right? Just how some of these parents come up to me and they're talking about a five year old, and they're like, "Look, Bobby, my child is going to be on the NF- in the NFL. He's going here. He's going there." The first thing I say was, "Hey." What type of grades did you make this week, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it get they, they get quiet because you know I brag about this all the time. When I was in high school, I was an honor roll student. You know, there were people that were like, Man, how are you able to go to um Notre Dame? I'm like, because I applied myself, I made sacrifices where you know we probably couldn't go to the senior prom or some of these dances and all of these type of things because we were mm-hmm. traveling on the road and things like that, and so. I've tried, I made those sacrifices early in, in my life. And so I just try to share those same experiences. But, I mean, you, you'll be astonished. I'm pretty sure you've heard it as well, B, as far as people coming up to you saying, you know, what, you know, your, your, your ch- their child is going to be the next B Dawkins. And I'm like, right, right. Yeah. Good, 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 good luck to you. I mean, yeah, they don't hey, know what he did to get yeah. there either. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Bob, Bobby, so what do you do? What do you and your group do to control the extracurricular stuff in terms of, you know, hey, look, in our leagues, you parents, you can't do what you do in these other leagues. I mean, how, how do you control that dynamic so parents understand it's not about you, it's about the kids having fun and learning team team camaraderie and stuff like that? Well, the, well, that, that's that's in our opening um, um, league discussion, right? Yeah. So we set we set the tempo early where we say, look, these are the protocols for parents. These are the protocols for coaches. And then we let them know that, like, listen, even though I'm a former player, even though I consult for the league now, I go right. through a background check. Right. Everybody has to go through a background check because we have people saying, well, I work here, I do this. Well, why do I have to go? Through? Listen, if you don't want to go through the background check, you're not going to be able to volunteer to coach for mm-hmm. or be a team parent, like, period. Mm-hmm. And so, and then secondly, like, we have police there, period. 
off the top like we're not even playing playing with anybody it's not even like okay a first chance second chance all of that it's like listen if you don't abide by these particular rules as far as respecting first of all yourself respecting the other fans that are there respecting the kids respecting the coaches and then also respecting the referees right because referees they i mean they're in the belly of the beast because you know a lot of times they're getting it from coaches they're getting it from players sometimes and they're getting it for from people in the stands and then the way that we have it set up luckily you know we're we're able to we were able to go in and talk to like the the athletic directors so we play where the varsity football team plays and so it's in a stadium setting so we have we have four through 14 year old kids right playing where varsity football teams play so it's a nice facility so in coming into something like that they already know the standard of like okay we're going to where the big boys are playing right mm-hmm. where Friday night lights are taking place so we would hope that it sets the temperature as far as before they even get to the stadium as far as how they should and shouldn't act and so mm. I think with that, right, and, and we just try to be as transparent as possible, especially when I say I go through a background check. Well, show me. I can go online and show you. Like, okay, if you if, if it's really that serious, right, I can mm-hmm. actually show you that. And so, you know, just being transparent, being up front, and then just, you know, not really giving them chances after we already set the expectation. And then mm. at the end of the day, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what, we don't need your money. Like, mm-hmm. like, like in a lot of these leagues, like they, they may be struggling a little bit. Right. But because with the way that we're structured and some of the partnerships that we had and, you know, I give Roger and um, Troy Vincent, um, Isaiah Reese, who runs NFL flag, they went out and gotten great partners. I mean, Russell Wilson is actually like the CEO of NFL flag, right? He has, wow. he has his own leagues in Seattle and now they're starting leagues in Denver with him being traded to Denver. And so, we just have a lot of great partners from a technology standpoint. I mean, we have an app, for example, because we've had some women that wanted to step up and coach, right? Especially now with young ladies being able to get college scholarships to play NFL flag in college, right? So we've had some women that wanted to coach and they've been a little bit intimidated, but we say, you know what, we're going to hold your hand and walk you through this to where you can just put in information. I, ha- I have 10 five-year-olds. I want to construct a 45 minute practice these are some of the type of drills that i want to do and it just spits it out spits it out for you maybe mm. a few minutes right so the barriers to entry whether it's for women that on young ladies that want to play or mm. women that want to coach as well right we're just welcoming everyone um with open arms and i think just being on the front line of something like that for me i mean it's it's it's, it's right in my wheelhouse as far mm. as you know what I want to do for a long time. Good for you, Bob. That, that's awesome, man. And that, yeah, that man. is critical stuff to to form that that get that foundation at such a young age. Because that Absolutely. you know you can create monsters at a young age, man. And it's yep. it's on the parents for sure. All right. So I I, I did want to talk talk to you about your eagle career because it was it, you are beloved in this city, man. Still, I, yeah. I mean, you look back at your years here, and, and you know, obviously, a person that comes to mind is is the battles you had with Michael Irvin and whatnot. What were your impressions coming out of ND, kid who grew up in Texas, obviously? And it comes from a, what an athletic background, man. I mean, you're correct me if I'm wrong. Your father won a gold and a silver in 72. Is that correct? The Olympics yeah, correct. track? Yeah, track yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty good genes, right? But when you came here from ND, what were your what were your thoughts going to Philly and then how it kind of played out? 
Well, for me, right, it was one of those things where, you know, I just wanted to play. And, of course, you know, everybody wants to possibly be a first-rounder and all of those type of things. And, you know, when I was drafted in the first round, you know, there were other folks that were saying, well, you should have been. I said, listen, man, it ha- I-, I got drafted where I was supposed to get drafted. Hmm. And whatever happened, I was just going to use it as fuel to my fire to try to go and, you know, blend into the organization and just mm-hmm. try to make my stamp, right? And so coming into the situation, right, I knew Eric Allen had just left there. And, and, and so I did my own research. And then when I got there, of course, the fans and the media let me know that as well. Like, okay, Eric Allen just left here. He had this Hall of Fame career. What are you going to do? And it was like, well, you know what, um, sir, ma'am, I'm just going to be the best Bobby Taylor that I can be. And so... For me, it was one of those things where we had Mark McMillan who took me under my wing and we still stay in contact with each yep. other today. We had Derek Frazier who was also um, the starter. And so it was like, look, we're going to put you inside. And so I'm like, Let, let's have it. And a lot of prop guys probably in my position would have been intimidated with that, right? To, you know, you're a rookie and they're asking you to go inside and play the slot. And so for me, I was just like, man, look, put me in there. I'm, I'm going to make something happen, right? And so working with Emmett, working with Ray, you know, those, those, those got former DBs, right? And so when they brought me into the fold, they were just like, listen, we're going to put you in here. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. We want you to learn as much as you can. And so that's what I tried to do, right? And that's what, that's what I try to talk to a lot of youngsters where don't just learn your position, learn the other positions around you. So you know where to be, you know where your help is going to be and, you know, all of those type of things. Right. And I'm like, look, if somebody get hurt, you need to be able to, be, you know, plug and play. And so that that's how I just, you know, I, I just wanted to accept the challenge of going to play in a tough place like Philly, because when I was at Notre Dame, we actually played at Veterans Stadium a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of familiar. And, you know, you would always hear about, you know, just the fans and the back and forth and, you know, being from Texas, I wasn't necessarily a Cowboys fan, but a lot of my family were Cowboys fans. And, you know, unfortunately, they continue to be Cowboys. <laughs> right. <laughs> even, even, even though I was playing for the Eagles, right? I mean, you know, the love for me wasn't strong enough <laughs> to pull them away from being a Cowboys fan. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we came in together, I just, man. I, I just want to be a part of, um, you know, something great. I wanted to play, you know, for a long time. And unfortunately, especially being there in Philly for nine years, you know, it was just a blessing. Yeah. Be tell them, man, we, we, we first got there. We both started like day one. Yeah. And the expectation for us was just <clears throat> off the chain, you know, and just being in that city and, and the expectation of how they, they, they thought of football, you know what I mean? It was a culture shock to us, you know, like, cars parking in the middle of the street uh you know i mean just stuff like that man you know our experience with philly was just it was it was it was mind-blowing to myself you know what i'm saying you oh, came I as a remember, junior i can remember at the vet right b i'm pretty sure you can remember this where you know we didn't have a special parking lot right park, <laughs> and right next to us would be a fans that right. would yeah yeah out our car and you know when the preseason started and the in the season started everything was good but you know, when we had some ro- rocky times, just imagine going to park in that same parking lot and those fans were in your ear all the way until you made it. Yeah. To like, it wasn't like we had a – we couldn't hide. No, <laughs> you no. Know, you, you know what I'm saying? So just experiencing all of that and just seeing where the game is overall today, 
I mean, it's just um, I mean, it's just hands. It's it's it's, it's unbelievable, bro. Tell I, them about I, how we hold on one second. Yeah. Tell them, tell them about how we our first camp was in Westchester. Oh, in that God. pit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was hot as hell. You, you <laughs> couldn't breathe. I'm buying water ice for Guy McIntyre, Riley yeah. McKenzie, all them guys. I mean, they it, it it was just a different spirit. And plus, we had to get there five weeks early. Five you know? weeks. Now, I'm like. <laughs> I'm Five like, weeks. I'm like, oh, it's this hot in Westchester. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I'm, I'm listening. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Like, okay, te- I'm coming from Texas. You know, I'm working out all summer. It's hot. It's humid. You know, it's 95 degrees at nighttime. Get to camp. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a breeze. Man, it was like crazy. I can remember one. One of the most eye-opening things that I can remember being at Westchester. Right, was we had a morning practice. And I forgot who the gentleman was. He was a safety for us. And um, we're, we're in the second practice, you know, stretching. And we're, you know, looking around, making sure everybody there. And we're like, oh, where's so-and-so? He wasn't here. So we look back up the hill because, you know, you have to run down the hill. And somebody had the number on. we like, but the body didn't look the same. <laughs> I'm like, so look, so we just had a morning practice. They cut my man oh. at lunch. Oh. Gave somebody his number. I hope they watched the jersey. That's cold, cold blooded. That's cold. cold blooded. I was like, "Oh, this ain't Notre Dame." <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, hey, listen, like, hey, this, hey, this ain't Notre Dame. Yeah, Lou Holtz ain't walking through that door anytime soon. Absolutely not. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that, right? That's just so eye opening to where, you know, folks that. You know, they don't get they, they don't get treated like that in their job, right? Yeah. Is, is that like that should be like an HR violation or something? Where it's like I practice in the morning and you cut me at lunchtime, and somebody else wearing my number for the PM practice. Come on, man. Hey, hey, Bobby, hey, Bobby, I got to ask you this, man. I need we need some inside for all our listeners out here. We need some yes. inside dirt on Barrett. You you were picked eight, <laughs> you were picked eight slots ahead of Barrett in the second round of '95. Now, tell us your initial impression of this big country guy coming from Missouri and, and what he was like as you got to know him. You know, what I, I what, what I always remembered about Barrett, right, is he just had this air of, like, confidence. And he yeah. talked – because I'm a more of a quiet guy. Of course, right. I'm talking now. But, right. you know, he would just – his voice, um, <laughs> the, the, the tone and volume of his voice, right? <laughs> but he just had this, this, this level of confidence. And so – that was just something that always stood out. And I, I think especially walking into a locker room the, the way we had at that particular time, because you think about the, the folks that we had on offense, we had Randall Cunningham, we had Rodney Pete, we had Heisman trophy winner, Ty Detmer. I mean, we had some, you know, we had some guys on, on the offense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so to be drafted to where, where he was, I mean, you had to have that just, just so you could survive just the day to day because, I mean, the locker room dynamic, being on the plane, like all of that type of stuff was just like, I mean, something that I'd never really experienced before personally, right? But mm-hmm. the good thing about it, you know, all of those, all of those older guys, you know, they were true professionals. Yep. Um, you know, they took us up under our wings, right up under their wings. And it's something that I think that rubbed off on us to where when we became older players, being accepting of the younger guys that came in, because 
you know, at the end of the day, they needed Barrett to win some games, right? Mm-hmm. They needed yeah. myself to win some games that year and to be able to, you know, play as tough as we did to make it to the playoffs our rookie our rookie season. I mean, that that was a good deal right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like these kids, these guys these days, like we had to we had, we had to give this guy a hundred bucks for socks and jocks. They just give it out like it's what? It, yeah, we had to pay for socks and jocks. I remember I had a Nike contract. Yeah. And I ordered Nike shoes and 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 he would order like three or four pairs. I think they was keeping some of that. Rust, I, yeah, Russ, yeah. That was the inside job. I remember right, right. it was like, man, we used to be like, okay, so-and-so getting ready to walk up to the window to ask for something. I wonder if he gonna come back with something, right? We like <laughs> Oh, he got he got through. I'm like, okay, let me try my luck. <laughs> Man, I can remember that. They played me one time. They were keeping some of our money. Oh, no question. Yeah. No, hey, one time, man, the veterans got me, dog. I we playing in Seattle. <laughs> you better pack your shoes. All right. I said, what kind of cleats? Oh, you pack your long, you them long cleats. It rained a lot. It rained a lot in uh Seattle. Pack them long cleats. Straight to us, it's an indoor stadium, Straight and, they, <laughs> and I packed the police long cleats. They told us it's raining there, and like a dummy, I packed I packed all uh grass shoes, man. Oh you know, what I mean? I'm like, come on, man, why y'all do me like this? <laughs> they flat out had to cut, they took the they took a thing and cut the things off so I could play, man. Oh. I mean, that's, that, that's the type of stuff they did to us, man. Straight turf, man. No, <laughs> no, no, man. Straight inside. We indoors, too. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, we're not shocked to hear that kind of story. Bob, I, I got to ask you, legendary battles with Michael Irvin, man. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people thought the Eagles drafted you just to shut him down, right, with the size that you had and Irvin's size who would kill the Eagles in the years leading up to when you got there. So j- just some reminiscing a- about those days against the Cowboys. Yeah, so you know it, it it actually it almost didn't happen, right? So leading up all all during the week, myself and I know Barry remember Chris T. Jones played yep. Mike all week. So we battling, fighting, wrestling. I mean, it's you know, extra stuff after the play, um, during practice, right? So leading up to it, my confidence was high. And so we're we're like pre pre-game. Well, matter of fact, the night before the game. And Emmett was like, hey, um, we're going to put you on the other receiver and we're going to put Mark on Mike. And that's what that and we're going to do all the things that we did with you during the week. And I was like, man, like, what's up? Like, I, I practice like hard this week. Like, why are you doing that? And so, you know, that's how I went to bed that night. So we get to the stadium. It's a Monday night game. I remember back home. They say pre pregame. No, we're going to put you on Mike. Man, I was like, like it was like I was like a kid in a candy store, right? Because for one, I knew Mike couldn't outrun me. And so I could just fight him, you know, all I wanted to. <laughs> I wasn't in, in fear of that, right? And, and I never said that openly or publicly or what have you, because, you know, I didn't want to give away um, my own special sauce, even though the matchup was still tough for me. Um, I just felt like physically, what his strengths were played into everything that I could do physically. And so I just used that to the best of my ability. And it really was kind of like I used my, my all of the years from playing basketball and it, it, I, it, it, I just used that on the football field. And that's why when I talk to a lot of kids as well, I'm saying, Hey man, don't specialize, like play other sports. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even running track, throwing the shot put, the discus if you're a big guy, what have you. Like, man, don't just specialize in one of anything just because when you play other sports, there's just so many other transferable skills that you just naturally develop. And you also just don't burn yourself out by just doing one thing. And so I, I look forward forward to that matchup. And you know, it's funny now, you know, being in Texas from time to time, I run into Mike, especially when I go back to the Dallas area and visit some of my friends. And, you know, it's all love, right? Because people thought that we actually like, like didn't like each other. And it was like, I didn't even know him personally. <laughs> really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, for real, for real, like when you look at Mike and see some of the interviews, I mean, he, he, he would seem to be like a cool dude to hang out with for real. <laughs> yeah. Before I got to know him. And so, um, you know, it would just be funny when I would go back home because people where I'm from, man, it, when I say love, hate, I mean, when I say they love the Cowboys and, and pretty much hate, everybody else and so they really thought that like man why 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 are you so mad at mike i'm like dude i'm working (laughs) 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 like when you're playing football like this is how is this i'm working you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so it was just funny to see like how that played out but i mean i i i thank mike really because you know become to become someone i guess where you could build up your own reputation I mean, you have to do well against someone, and Mike happened to be that guy for me. Hey, BT, uh, I'm looking at a lot of our comments section here, and a lo- number of people have brought up something I completely forgot about. You know, Bobby Taylor was so big at one point in his career, he was on MTV Cribs. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I forgot all about that, man. Take me through that, man. I mean, you when, when MTV Cribs was hot, they yeah. had all the rappers on, all these big-time stars, and I was like, Bobby Taylor on MTV Cribs? What? Man, listen, that, that was just probably one of those, you know, like throw it up in the sky, wishful thinking, and it happened to happen, right? And so, um, yeah, I did it. But the only bad thing about it, right, they put me on the episode with Richard Branson. I mean, he had an <laughs> island. Like, they find another episode. You know what I'm saying? Be old. It's like, come on, man. Like, so when the, when they sent the the e- I don't even, I don't even think it was an email at the time. Whenever they whatever they sent was like facts, probably out. yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna come out on this particular date, and yeah. here's here are some of the people that I'm like. I was happy, but it was just like, come on. Dude. <laughs> like, like, well, hey. Oh man. Well, but you know what though, man? Just you know, talk about you know playing different sports, man. People understand BT played at Notre Dame. He played basketball yeah. at Notre Dame also. So I tell you know, I've been talking to a couple guys about you know they, like uh Smith, Devontae Smith said he's the best uh-huh. basketball player on the on the team, the Eagles team. He just said this. Oh, okay. and they said they got a squad. I was like. There's no way you could have beat our squad. Yeah, you we know, had we yeah, played. We, yeah, we yeah, and we traveled too. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, like that was one thing that 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 was one that was this. It was a lot of things that were cool about the guys, but like we didn't just work together. Yeah, you we were out saying? together. Because, yeah, like, yeah. You have some people where man, they going and they clocking in, and when 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 practice is over or meetings is over, they're gone. They're gone. Mm-hmm. But we did things like that, especially in the off season where we had a little road show and. Man, I can remember myself, Dalk, Ike. Yeah, man, people say I threw I threw an alley oop to Dawkins. Yeah, and I threw it up, and when I threw it, he caught it back here, and when he dunked it, he was like this. Yep, he was. Yep. That's how good an athlete we have. The good athletes we have. Mamula was a good athlete. Absolutely, uh, me, man. 
Bobby was just you would think you know what I'm saying because he was how tall you boss about six four six three yeah six three six four yep bro he would take it down he wouldn't even pass half court <laughs> I mean oh, I'm he like, was yo. like he was like that he was one yes, of those sir. gunners yes, yes sir yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want to toot my horn, but, you know, I did get player of the year in Texas in the largest classification in basketball. We won state my senior year. Well, I, I love see, I love that. How did you decide you could have gone big time for track? You could have gone big time for hoops or, yeah. or football. What what yeah. what made why did football win? And well, I, I just felt, you know, I felt just naturally right. If any of the sports that I could choose to play football was probably the one. Um, like I said, I enjoyed and loved playing them all, especially during the off season. Um, but I, you know, I was just some, something about football. Right. And then also when I was in high school, you know, when you were, you know, going to high school at Longview in East Texas um, at the time, I think we probably had maybe 30, 40,000 people in the city and you got Lou Holtz coming to your town, visiting you. Um, that's you know, crazy. Your crib, like that was just a big deal for me. And so, um, and then they also gave me the leeway, <clears throat> excuse me, to be able to play basketball. And that was important. That was important to me. So, you know, when all of the, when, when, when all of those stars align, um, you know, I just couldn't turn it down, you know, playing, mm. playing, playing football. So, and, and Bobby's son, uh, correct me if oh, I'm wrong, Bobby, Bowler. is his yeah. son too at Texas A&M, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they quote unquote had the, well, the, I guess the the best recruiting class in history. You know, we'll see how that um pans out on the field. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, he played football, and so you know, it's a blessing. I, I don't have to spend any money for college tuition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's paid for. So um, that that's that's definitely a blessing. Um, but yeah, so I have three boys. Um, my oldest, like, say, eighteen, and then I have a nine and a six year old, all boys in, in my household, running around tearing up stuff. So. You know they keep me busy. That's why I'm sweating now. I just um I just finished working out. You know D. You know did you see look, see D. Gun is spoiled, man. <laughs> it's nothing like having a relationship. He That's sent right. me a text like a maybe an hour ago. Hey, I'm doing this show with these guys. Can you just jump <laughs> on here? And then look, I didn't get back to him quick. He gonna send me a B. Look how he did it, right? He gonna send he gonna send a message. I'm like. It said Bobby Taylor didn't respond, but it was. <laughs> I'm like, that's how, gee, that's how you doing? But you know, that's my man. Hey, that's hey, my baby. Hey, hey, I got you on here, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> that thing said Bobby Taylor didn't respond. I'm like, hold up, I did. Is he I sending this did. to me? Oh my <laughs> god, sending that to um, the producer or somebody else? No, you know what? To, to, you know what? To be honest, I thought I was sending it to. To Bear, Rob, and our producer. Hey, Bobby didn't respond yet. And I looked down and said, Oh, shoot. I sent it to Bobby. I'm glad. I didn't say no I said, Man, Bobby okay, big time okay, me or something geez. like that. Yeah, Bobby, I'll say this. In, in Gunner's defense, all he was trying to do was say, Hey, we may not have him at one. Yeah, he wasn't knocking it. Exactly. He wasn't See? He yeah. was. He's not hey, but, like Bobby, that. let me ask you this. Uh, so if Notre Dame plays Texas AM, who are uh-uh. you rooting for? Uh oh. Oh, I mean, rooting for. Uh-oh. I mean, it's, that's, yeah. that's nothing personal against um, Junior. It's just, <laughs> hey, listen, 
the folks that know that the people at AM should be happy, first of all. Yeah. They were upset that I didn't go to Notre Dame. Then my freshman and sophomore year, we drug them through the mud in the Cotton Bowl. Now that son, he's going to school. So that's kind of he should be in some good graces. But if, if the two schools played against each other, I mean, of course, I want Junior to do well, but man, I'm Notre Dame all day long. There you, there go. you go. There you, right. go. There you go. Bob, listen, man, keep up the great work. Uh, Thank you, man. You're doing Thank in the community. We appreciate it for appreciate sure. Appreciate you, man. bro. Yep. And uh, it was great catching up to you, with you, man. It was, it was really yeah, Matter of fact, I'm in the next B Dog golf tournament. I think it was next week or. Yeah, next week. I'll see you yeah, there because yeah. uh, I'm on the yeah, board so of directors. I'll be, I'll be, I, I don't I don't golf well, but hey, I'm you know I'm showing love to my man. I, I I'll be there for sure. Yeah, love it, yeah. love it. All right, we can't wait to have you in town, Bob. We appreciate it, man. Thanks hey, for a couple I, of minutes. I'll, I'll try to give you ample warning next time I hit you up because you know I'm gonna call you back again later. So I'll try to be. <laughs> hey, hey be tell the wife I said hello, man. I definitely will, bro. Appreciate it. you too, All man. Right. You too, man. All right, y'all have a good one. All, All right, right man. Thank you, Bobby. Be good, man. Yeah, Bobby Taylor. Have yeah, a man. That was fun. It was by accident, man. I was like, hey, haven't heard back from Bobby yet. I'm, oh, shoot. I said that to Bobby. Whoops. That's what it's all about, though, man. But, hey, I mean. You That's know, funny. That's a funny. Right. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, congratulations on the job. <laughs> what? What? Excuse me? Uh, you might have the wrong Brian here. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yes. Man, love all it, right. man. Love Let's it. all catch our breath. Uh, that was that was great. That was great, man. Oh, all right. man. Let's come back. I want to I want to throw this at you guys. I, mm-hmm. I ranked the NFC teams, not East, but oh, the, the whole conference. I, I wanna, and I'll tell you where the Eagles rank. You tell me if I'm crazy. All right, we'll go through that, and I'll give you what, what the percentage is for the Eagles' strength of schedule, where they rank in those terms too. Okay, so we'll dig into everything when we get back. Good stuff with Bobby Taylor. That's for sure. Two o'clock. Keith, Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer, is down in Miami. So we'll talk to Keith at that time. B. Brooks, D. Gunn, R. Ellis, Sports Day, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank do you stream on a roku fire stick android tv or apple tv now you can watch 6abc 24 7 with the 6abc philadelphia streaming app the big story on action search 6abc philadelphia and start streaming today In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. 
To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Gunner, Barrett, you asked. Oh, I brought it back. We talk about, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, one of my, oh. one of my Kangos. Yes, <laughs> oh, my, my Scully. I've my never Scully seen cat. you wear a Kango, man. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'll wear, that's I'll his wear look, man. Yeah, now. yeah, absolutely. That's oh, his look. Wait, wait till you, you see this that. one. You, wait till you see this one. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna save it for the last segment. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna save it for the last Is one. Is this the one Krause got you? Yes, all right, all right. I'm excited to see it. Now, I know I'm gonna have to wear it at some point because. I don't want to hurt Krause's feelings, but I've, I've got to figure out what I'm aware with this. So I might need some fashion tips from you guys, you know, just to. Uh, All right. We're here. That's why know, we're here. We're know. fashionistas, as I they pre- say. I appreciate it, man. Yes. You know, B. Brooks, B. Brooks always stepping out, man. B. Brooks, even his socks cost $100 yeah. a pair. Barrett is right. always no, coordinated. No, like Barrett's, no, no. Barrett's watches match with his yeah. shirt. There's always, I give him credit. There's always thought involved to what he's got on. I like yeah, it. He can't be big and sloppy, bro. Hey, look, hey, even oh, his watches are big as satellite dishes. They are. You know, they have like, their own zip codes. I asked, I said, hey, watch. man, is that a direct TV satellite dish or is that a watch, man? What the heck is that, man? Yeah. I told you, I put on one of his watches, man. My wrist hurt for a week. Uh, it's a workout. It is a straight-up workout, man, when you man. throw one of his. I, I, he gave what? me one. I, I, don't, I still have it somewhere. He gave me one, man. And the problem is, I just can't pull it off because it goes from like my elbow <laughs> yeah, to my wrist, it's like a plate. And I'm like, uh, "What? Sorry." Yeah, no, it's it's it, I, I got, it got a form. It's got a couple watch faces on. Yes, it, man, you know, the blue, it's, it's the blue one with the what? watch face. Yeah. It's, it's a badass watch. I'm telling you, it's a great watch. I just can't pull it off, man, personally. But wait, wait, right. he gave you a he gave you a watch. Yeah, he, he, never, gave, it's like he that. never gave me nothing but grief. Exactly. Well, you give him high what? blood pressure. What? You give him high blood a, pressure. I don't. What? You know, there's a difference. Gave you oh, a watch? Come on, Derek. Come like on, that? Come Yo, on, are man. we like that? That's it? That's, That's how it, it. rolls That's now? That's exactly right. Come on, okay. man. All right. All right. That's all right. I, I wanted to throw this at you guys. So let, let me first give you the, the strength of schedule. Then I'll tell you where I have the Eagles ranked, okay? So this right. is uh, from our guy Jeff Kerr, CBS. He, he tweeted this out. And Jeff does an excellent job. Follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Kerr, CBS. 2022 strength of schedule. Eagles rank 30th in strength of schedule. Uh, they, okay. Yeah, uh, with a with especially a, away games. Yeah, opponent win percentage is four sixty four. Now, wow. by comparison, wow, 
The Rams, obviously, they won the Super Bowl, right? Have the toughest strength of schedule. Their opponent win percentage is 567, more than 100 Ooh. points more. Ooh. So the, the I'll, give you, I'll just give you the top five. L.A. is, is number one. The, the, the Arizona Cardinals, two. Cincy, three. Tampa, four. And tied for fifth, San Fran and Kansas City. The Eagles are, last, are, are 30th, right? How about the last two? Tied for 31, Washington and Dallas. Come on, man. Seriously. See, that, ain't right. that ain't right. That's crazy. That right? ain't right, man. Hold up. How's that possible? Didn't Dallas win a division last year? Right. They were 12 and 5 last year. Uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. How it, do it, they have the easiest schedule? A lot of it does. Some of it does. Like uh, Green Bay, for example, is 22nd. That's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. mean, it's, it is bizarre. The Giants are right at a tick above the Eagles at 29th. Their, their opponent win percentage is 465. But yeah. So you're. Four of the of the actually, the bottom three are the Giants. I'm sorry, the bottom four: Giants, Eagles, Washington, and then Dallas in terms wow. of easiest schedule. Wow, so, pretty interesting. Well, if the cards are lining up, we're just where we need them again. You know what I'm saying? And we just got to take advantage of it. Looking right. at the schedule, man, the yeah. away games, we're looking pretty good, man. The two toughest opponents: Dallas and the Cardinals right. for away games. So I mean. We we may be all right next year also. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, they benefited from it this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Especially the back end, man. The back end was was a cakewalk. All right. So I just for for fun for before the show, I ranked NFC the NFC from from best to to the Eagles to where the Eagles would fall. All right. You guys tell me what you think. All right. Here's my order: Rams one, Good. Buccaneers two, Packers three, Cowboys four. Cardinals five, Eagles six, 49ers seven. I did top seven. Now, here's my trepidation with a couple of these. It, we know how hard it is to repeat, so that's going to affect the Rams. It's very difficult to repeat, no matter how good you are. I think the Patriots were the last team in the mid-2000s, right? Um, Bucks did lose some people, and I just wonder, at any point, is Brady like show that he's not Superman at some point? I don't know. You, you always say that every year, and then he still goes out there and deals. Packers lost a lot, Derek, as you well know. Yep. Not just Devontae Adams. That's the big one. That's the headliner. But they did lose a good amount, especially of offensive firepower. And I don't know who Aaron Rodgers is throwing to, right? Then Cowboys, to me, it's it's always look great on paper, never really deliver. But I have them. Know their coach. Yeah. And the Cardinals, as much as there's talent there, Kingsbury and 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 Kyler Murray have collapsed the last couple of years. Late, right? right. You were, that, that playoff that's game King, was that's Kingsbury's mo, man. They collapsed yeah. down the stretch. Yeah, right. And then the only reason I have the Niners below the Eagles is just because we don't know about the quarterback situation. Like Garoppolo is still there. That's the, that's strange. We don't right. know how good Trey Lance is going to be, and, and and the Debo stuff is still kind of up in the air a little bit. Right, right. right. So that was my reasoning. Tell me what you guys think. Again, I have the Eagles sixth out of seventh some people may say low some people may say high. i do think they have a good chance to win the division but that's just the way i have it ranked right now oh well, you're i think yeah. so also yep i think that's about right right now the way you you stack them up um when you look at dallas again i think their biggest achilles heel will be mike mccarthy but dallas has a lot of talent down there and you know we joke about mike mccarthy and yet they won 12 out of 17 games last year mm-hmm. you know so they have the talent and then their defense is really good you know yeah um, you, when you, when you look at Tampa Bay, longest time Brady's down there, Tampa Bay's always a threat. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the Rams, obviously, you know, the, 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 the negative for success is to do it again. It, it's that much harder the next time to do it. Arizona, I'm still not sold on Kyler Murray. I think he's a great fantasy football player. Uh, he's like a pinball wizard. Uh, I love watching him play, but he makes <laughs> a lot of mistakes. He makes a lot of mistakes, and Cliff Kingsbury's M.O. since he's been there has been their team collapses down the stretch. You know, you go back to last season, they were undefeated when Green Bay went in Arizona and shocked them, and all of a sudden they weren't the same team anymore after that, you know? Um, you know, you look at, you look at Green Bay – uh, you're right. Devontae Adams is gone, but then Green Bay uses its two first-round draft picks to take defense when they had one of the top ten defenses in the league last year. They took two players from Georgia, so their defense is going to be strong. And Green Bay is known for two things. Number one, if you look at the back end of you know of their secondary, which the Eagles don't, Green Bay has spent a, a lot of a capital on drafting DBs as first-round pick, and then they brought in the kid Amos from the Chicago Bears to play safety to solidify that back end. Number two. For the last 20 years, Green Bay always finds these receivers in rounds three, four, five, and six and turn them into pro bowlers. You know, you can go back to Donald Driver, Randall Cobb, uh, Jordy Nelson, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Green Bay always – so they drafted this kid in the second round, Christian Watson, out of North Dakota State, run, ran a 4 3 five, 40 at the combine. Six, Eventually, five. six five and running a 4-3. Then they drafted another receiver who runs like a 4-4 two picks later. So, you know, you're right. You you don't replace a Devontae Adams like that, but they'll get they'll get him up to speed, you know. So I think Green Bay is going to be in the mix. I don't think Green Bay is going to be in the Super Bowl, but I think to me the 49ers is that team you got to watch the closest. Um because you don't know Garoppolo's status. I do believe he's going to be the quarterback. I don't think they trust that young kid yet um to take over. And 49 one thing you know about the 49ers, their defense is always rugged. When they're healthy, they are rugged on defense, and their defense keeps them in a lot of games. And in no way, shape, or form do I see them allowing Debo Samuels not to wear a 49ers uniform in 2022. And when he's on the field, that kid is special, man. So um, I have no I have no qualms whatsoever the way you stack the teams up in the NFC. Um, I would say, again. Huh? Yeah, give me the list again. Uh, Rams, Bucks, Packers, Cowboys, Cardinals, Eagles, 49ers. So yeah. they fall – Eagles fall sixth in that on that list uh, I, I the only thing i would i would rank it i would rank them like this i would go green bay green bay one even with the number one losses. green bay wow yep. i can't even do that Man. aaron Rodgers, bro green bay no okay then i'd go rams then i go tampa bay um <clears throat> and then you know it lists pretty much the same after that okay yeah, I mean, the only – like, if I'm looking at it and I'm trying to to figure out, you know, what other teams are potentially playoff teams, I don't – I don't think anybody else in the East besides the Eagles and the Cowboys. Right. You know, I don't know, the Vikings. I, I just – they just feel like a mediocre team. Maybe a coaching yeah. change gives yeah. them some kind of yeah. shot in the arm. I don't know. I don't like anybody in the South besides Tampa. Yep. I, I just – at all. Um, and then I go out West – you know, Seattle's going to fall off. I mean, they, yeah. they, they, they've lost Russell Wilson. Yep. I, the I, defense I, yeah. is a mess. Bobby Wagner's gone. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're they're in a transition period right now. So, usually you count them to be a team that's possible. I don't they see They may it win right. six games. They may win six games. Yeah, I don't. I think they're going to be down. I think this will probably be last year Pete Carroll. I'm surprised yep. they didn't make that. To me, if you're, if you're trading Wilson away and you're really turning this thing over, 
Don't you make a move at coach too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that kind of surprised me there. Look, I think the Eagles are a bit of a wild card. I mean, let's face it. it it's something we've discussed a lot and we'll continue to discuss. But if Jalen Hurts is takes it to the next level and becomes that guy, do I think they can move up on that list? I think they can get ahead of the Cardinals, and I think they can get ahead of the Cowboys for sure. I agree. I so, agree. You know, they could be right there in the top four if he's that guy. See, I, I, I still say that the Rams, to me, are the creme de la creme of the NFC until further notice. You know, they, they've lost a few players, but they added Bobby Wagner to the middle of that defense. You got Aaron Donald in front of him. You still have Leonard Floyd still in front of him there. You got Jalen Ramsey on the back end of, of that of that defense as well. I was watching film on him last night. Man, you know, it's it's crazy. You know, and then you look at their offense, they added Allen Robinson. Okay, so Robert Woods is gone, but they added Allen Robinson. Oh, by the way, to go with Cooper Cup. Oh, by the way, to go with Van Jefferson as well. That kid's a young up-and-coming stud. Like him a lot. You know, I love him. I, I look at their running back situation, Cam Akers, uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. Are you kidding me? Uh, their offensive line is decent. Uh, I think the one tackle just retired. He finally. did. Whit Whitworth. Uh, Whitworth, Whitworth retired. Yeah. 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 But I look at the Rams, man. If they stay healthy, I think the Rams are going to be the team to beat in the NFC this year. Yeah. Hey, Barrett, I know, speaking of film, were you, you were watching some Bradbury uh, yesterday as well? Yeah. And, and, what's your sense here? Because there's, there's a lot of debate whether or not the Eagles should take a run at him because he did have a down year last year. But Well, that's why you should, that's why you should make a run at him. Okay. Because he did have a down year last year. Watch a film on him. He still, he still would be the second best corner, um, you know, in in that in that meeting room if he came to the Eagles. Right. You can get him at a cheaper price. Um, he's not going to, you know, require. He'll be right along the lines of what Jordan Nelson. Now Jordan Nelson's got two uh, two years, ten million dollars, but I really think that's right around where you could pick him up. At he's never been a guy that you know he had in in all. If you look at it. In all reality, he's had three year, three good years at mm. playing at a high level. Three good years, two years with the Panthers, and then the first year with the Cardin. I mean, with the um, Giants. Then after that, he's played. You know, okay, he's played pretty well. But you know, it's not like he's he's a star star. You know, like he's Revis Island or anything. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a he's a constant corner. Reason why they let him go is they still have some good corners there. You know, they still have pretty good guys there. So I think that's the big, major reason why he just didn't play up to the contract level mm -hmm. that, you know, they signed him to. It's not like he's not a good player. And when I was watching film on him, very technique sound, the plays that he did get beat on was where he got out of, um he got out of his, 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 his back pedal too early, or he playing a receiver instead of replaying the ball and, you know, just little stupid things, you know, which allowed him to, to get beat on those plays. But other than that, you know, he's a consistent guy. I can play him anywhere. He can play an inside outside. You know, he 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 can still play this game, man. Would he, he would, would he fit the system that Gannon Oh absolutely likes to oh, absolutely, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Because he could play he could play zone and he could play man to man. Um I think he's gotten even he's got he's become even a better uh, um a zone corner. Hmm. So you know he mm -hmm. was just a shutdown, you know, in man man in your face corner. I think he's playing zone better than he's playing man right now. Okay. All right. Well, look, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do because they certainly don't have enough right now. That's for sure. So guys, we get the full blown schedule release on Thursday, which has become an event. It's literally a show now. I mean, yeah. it's, I got to show, I got to show that night. 
Yeah. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Right. Barrett, you know, right? Yep. Oh, by the way, you, you got a very special one tonight as well. You want to let folks know what's going on there? Yes, yes, yes. At um at, at six thirty, um, I'm gonna have Ray Diddy, you know what I'm saying? He's gonna he's gonna be on the show, man. And um, you know, it's 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 his his swan song for, for NBC Sports. You know, so birds huddle six thirty. I mean, six o'clock, six to six thirty. The entire show is going to be about you know Ray Diddy and you know his, what he's brought to uh, NBC Sports. You know, which was Comcast. You know, which you know virtually uh, you two started. You know, so I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good show. Good. Um, I can't wait. I can't no, wait. Looking forward to it. And yeah, he'll be man. with us on Thursday, everybody. So yep. we'll have Ray Dinger yep. at one o'clock. I talked to him today. He's He's excited, man. Like he's, he's, as you would explore, we'll, we'll get all the, in Barry, you'll do it tonight. I don't want to give anything away, but it's going to be fascinating to watch him tonight with you. And I can't wait for us to just chop it up with him on, on Thursday and just kind of walk down. It'll be not like it, it's, we'll certainly mix in, you know, what he thinks about the Eagles. He's still going to be locked in on the Eagles. Right. But we're also going to pay tribute as you will tonight, Barry, to a guy who just unbelievable, man. It just, what, what a, 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 a an unparalleled career. Really, in a lot of ways, man. He right. was he was that kind of that kind of player. That's you can't sure. you can't replace him. Yeah. Um. You know, and and I think it would be wrong for anybody to even try to replace him. Now you could bring somebody mm-hmm. in to hold their own candles. You know, hold their own, um, you know, spot. But you can't fill his spot. You no, know no, what I'm saying? No. Nobody can come in and, and and be as knowledgeable as he is. Um. To be, you know, to, just to to be the type of player, the historian he is, and and his knowledge and his breakdowns, man, it's it's, it's unbelievable. Leg- yeah. Legendary. Yeah, yep. and yep. he's not a guy. It, it, look, anybody, there, there is no replacing, and anybody who would try would be making a big mistake. So I think, you know, the the best thing is whatever role, just be you, man. Don't try and be him. Right, right. That's the, the only piece of advice I could give out to uh, to it's anybody. Be tough. Yep. Yeah, no, look, it's not. One of the things we talked about early, and Keith Pompey is going to be joining us, Jason, coming up in about uh, seven minutes. We'll talk to Keith from from Miami. we got Sixers game five. Uh, I did want to sneak this in, guys. Phillies win last night. Uh, and, and really – You ain't got to sneak in? No, but it's the first time I can, I've re- I can remember it in a while this season where they got – from the jump, they jumped on Seattle offensively. They got really good starting pitcher from Ranger, Ranger Suarez, and yep. the bullpen shut it down. This was a complete team win. Everybody across the board did their job. You had the yep. back-to-back home runs, Segura and Hoskins, and they just kept piling on. This is the way they need to play baseball, and they did. To their credit, they did it last night, coming off an awful, you know, bad loss on on Sunday. For the sure. the thing that keeps jumping out at me is that they had seventeen hits, seventeen. Hits in a game. We had talked about how the hitting starting to get better. Mm-hmm. Man, they went out there and had ba- had basically a practice session against Seattle pitching. And you look at some of the big names: Castellanos, three for four; Real Muto, two for five; Segura, two for four; Hoskins, three for five. Those four alone accounted for five, nine, all nine of the runs in, in that particular game. And that's what you need to see. Harper went three for four, but didn't drive any runs in. Bohm went two for five, didn't drive any runs in. But you know. Um, Two, four, six, two, six batters batting back to back to back had two to three hits up yeah. and down their lineup. If they can do that consistently, man, I mean, they, they took it to Scherzer. They got 10 hits mm-hmm. off Scherzer. Mm-hmm. So if they can do that consistently, you know, things are going to turn around. 
Um, so yeah, I, but again, this is the Phillies, bro. I'm not, not, right. I'm, hold, I'm not holding my breath. No, we're I in we're in season. show me mode, Gunner. Talk talk, talk talk to me in late June. Let's see where they yeah. are in late June. No, look, no question. Yeah. I, I'll be the first. I've been saying we you, you got to get rolling here forever, and they have not. They let they let you down every time. Look, this is not a great Seattle team. So now no. is the time to take advantage of this. You know, because guess what? You're going to LA against the Dodgers. Then you get San Diego. Then you get the Dodgers again. Then you get Atlanta. Then you get the Mets. Then you get the Giants. Then you get the Angels. Then you get yeah. Milwaukee. Like yeah. this is who they have back to back to back to back to back here in series. So you better start taking care of the, the lesser teams. And by the way, the Phillies have been a lesser team. So I, I'm not. Yeah. That's not a knock on Seattle, but you got to beat these kind of teams. You got to take two out of three against these kind of squads. So for them tonight, and again, good job out of Suarez last night. You get Nola, who's had what three straight really good starts. Who goes tonight? Yes. So. Yes. Uh, keep it rolling, Aaron Nola. That's how you, you can win the series if you take the one tonight. The only thing with Nola is he hasn't had a win since April 8th. And you look at his outing since then, he's had two no decisions and a loss. Yep. And he's pitched his last two games, easily should have won those games. Oh, really well. My man, yep. my man pitched gyms. And I mean ball movement, breaking pitches, mm -hmm. everything you want from an Aaron Nola. Absolutely. He still didn't get the decision, man. I so, know. I know. I, Man. All right, let's uh, let's step aside. Let's come back. Heath Pompey is going to be joining us from Miami. We'll get the latest on what's happening with the Heat, what adjustments they may make with the Sixers, health. Uh, there's some biggie out there as far as health goes for the Heat tonight. We'll give you an update on that. All kinds of stuff in store. Talking to Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer when we get back. We are Sports Take. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. I want to tell you, my friends, at ProAction Restoration, if you have a home or you're a business owner and you experience the pain and inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, or mold damage to your property, you know how trying that can be. ProAction's on call 24-7 to assist you. I went through this. I called them. They were right there. They cleaned up the, my parents' house. The crew was professional. They were, you know, great price. You name it. Very reasonable. Here's the good thing. They're licensed. They're bonded. They're fully insured. They serve the tri-state area, and they've been doing it for more than two decades ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. They take care of fire, water, smoke, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760. That's 623-3760. Or email them at ProActionRestoration.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
in Philadelphia. We celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Sports Take, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. Don't forget to hit that like button and tell a friend. All right, joining us right now as we uh, anticipate and preview Game 5. There Jeez, you go. We're only five and a half hours away, but who's counting? For the Sixers and the Heat Series tied at two, Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, good to see you, man, as always. Let's start with uh, one of the big stories coming out of this. No Kyle Lowry again tonight for the Heat. Yeah, that's a huge story. But first, I want to say I like that hat, man. There you go. There you go. That's Thank nice. You. Um, yeah, you know, Kyle's not going to play. And, um, you know, you kind of feel bad for Kyle. But at, but at the same time, I'll be honest with you. I, I feel like with his injury, um, with him out there, he's kind of like hampering his team a little bit. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? You can see the shot's not there. He – he, he just doesn't have it. And I, and I think, um, you know, I hate to say it because I really like Kyle as a person, but with him not playing, I think that benefits the Miami Heat. Yep. Hey, hey Keith, yeah, I said – er, my I secret said, weapon. Yeah, I, I, I had said earlier that I thought that, that Lowry interfered with Tyler Hero in terms of his continuity, his minutes, um, and I think that messed up because they played much better without Lowry than they did with him back on the court. You're exactly right. It messed up the minute. And even now, some of the spacing, like, yep. you know, Hiller was trying to go to a spot and Kyle was there. He couldn't get out of the way. And I, and I felt like even Gabe Vincent, um, you know, he came off the bench. Um, he, he wasn't in rhythm like he normally is. So I felt like, yes, that, uh, it, you know, they're, they're going to be a better team without him. Uh, let me ask you, Keith, I, I, I always look at for the adjustments and, and what a good coach Spolster is. You figure something's coming. And, and and I don't Lowry aside for a minute. Do you think this is the night we start to see a little Duncan Robinson? The Heat haven't been able to shoot it well mm-hmm. at all. Max Struess isn't giving them much on either end. I would think that Robinson you know, gets a little bit of that time. Do you think we'll see him, or is he too much of a liability on defense? What's happening there? 
I, I think I think we'll see him. You know, it's one of those things. I was actually shocked that we didn't see him in the last game. Mm-hmm. You know, there were there were times where even before the game, Docs thought that that was the number one expert, um, number one adjustment they were going to make. Yeah. And then you're looking in the second half, and guys were just missing and missing. And you look over at their bench, and you see Duncan just standing up there clapping. And like you know, you're saying to yourself, "Well, how come you all not throwing them in there just now?" Yeah, you know. And I get the liability on defensive thing, but you know. They've been shooting horribly from three these yep. last couple games, and I think you need any type of lift that you can get. Mm. You know, looking looking at um looking at you know me and Rob have been on Thibault for probably the last two or three days, but I mean, you look at his defense. You know, I mean, he was been you know two years ago he was a defensive, you know, talking about he's like you know defensive player of the year type of candidate. Now I don't see the same thing. Has he become a liability to this team now? I mean, can he, he? I don't see him stopping anybody. Can he stop Hero? Can he stop, you know, Butler? I mean, what is, where does this place, man? He's getting a lot of minutes. You know, what is his place for this team right now? You know, uh, it, that's a great question. But uh, and I'm just gonna put it this way. And and I hate bringing up, you know, you playing in the league and stuff like that. But think about it, y'all. You get a pro athlete or you get an athlete to whereas you know you go out there and all of a sudden you know if you make a mistake you're coming out. Yep. And, I, and I think he's playing timid right now. I think mm. he's like he's not being aggressive as he used to because if he gambles a little too much, he fit, and Doc is like, oh, short lease. If he misses a shot, short lease. So I think he's playing timid. And, and I do think that he needs to get, you know, his confidence up because right now is a, is a mental thing, you know, because in the past you would think that smaller guards, he tend to like – the reason why he was able to get uh, – Steph Curry, he shut him down. He was able to shut down a couple other guys because they were smaller guards. Now, Duncan Robinson is a little bit, you know, he has some length to him, but he's not big. So you still expect him to shut this guy down. But I think he's playing timid. He's being passive. He's not making, um, not getting in the passing lanes like he normally used to. He's not like, uh, just, he just, he just, he's just playing too safe. And Matisse Thibel playing safe isn't really doing anything for you because if you guys know, a, a lot of his stuff that he gets are he typically gets beat, but then he walks the guy down, he'll strip him, he'll block his shot. But as far as him just being there and and, and playing timid, it, that's not going to work. So, yeah, there, there has been a regression, um, but but also think he, he's lacked a lot of confidence and he's scared to make a mistake. Hey, Keith, from uh, your perspective, how is Joel handled wearing that mask? I mean, you see him fidgeting with that thing, you know, all the time, which is understandable. You sweat up under there and things like that. Um, how do you think he's handled that scenario? You know, I, 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 to be honest with you, he's handled it better than I thought. Okay. Because remember the first time, like a lot of people forget, people say the first time he says, I'm going to have it on for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, by the fourth game of the next series, he like tossed it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think for him, you know, like when you – I know everyone says that everything is great, but whenever he comes into the media room and he sees the bright lights, he's always like squinting a little bit, right? Yeah. And that tells me that he's like muscling – or not muscling, but he's like battling through something. Mm. And he's probably quite not there right now. But, but I, I think he's doing well with it. I think, though, for him, it's one of those things where he'll have to get hit a couple times in order for him to, like, realize, yes, this thing is protecting me and I can keep 
you know, going on instead of always like fidgeting with it and mm -hmm. things like that. Well, you know, looking at, you know, what he's done uh, these past two games, um, now they're going to Miami. He has a major chip on his shoulder because they're saying that he didn't win the MVP. What in B do you going to see out there that, that tonight as opposed to what you've seen in these playoffs? You know, that's a tough question. I, and I get it. And because here's my thing. Like, I always think this is me and maybe I'm wrong. But I think that when you start, like when people start talking, oh, he didn't get the MVP award, he's going to tear it up. I think that's a little bit of overhype. Like these mm -hmm. dudes are professional athletes. They come to play or they don't. Right. Um, I do think that it's going to be different. I think his, I think that if the crowd gets on him, you know, the Joel that we know now, he he feeds off of that. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be better suited. But the question mark is, like, yeah, even if he plays well, like, to me, guys like Danny Green and um, George Niang, if they can't make the shots, then, then all of a sudden we're going to have a problem. And something else we got to pay attention to is, Yes, I know Joel is going to be fired up, whatever. But to me, if we get a Joel Embiid that's dominant in the first quarter, extremely dominant, but he doesn't move the ball, that's not helping the Sixers. So I, I think that he has to play within himself, do what he has to do, but also try to get others involved so he can be able – to take over in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Keith, stay with that because they did a really good job in the first quarter getting him deep in the paint and feeding him. I thought Harden made some phenomenal entry passes to him, and it was it was it was gold for them. Mm -hmm. But the Heat made some adjustments. I thought Adebayo did a really good job covering Embiid, especially in the fourth, but really in the second half. What adjustments do you think Doc counters with to try to still get Joel some easy looks tonight? You know, I, I think the one thing they need to do is they need, need to stop throwing that pass up that Harden was doing, like the little yeah. jump ball. That was – I get it, but it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that – you know, I, I, I think they're probably going to do some more pick and rolls, you know, as opposed to – I know he was down on the block, and which is good, but I think with him rolling, that's going to open things up for a lot of other different options. You know, Harden could go to him. He can go outside. And I think that's going to get – bam and more foul trouble than anything mm -hmm. else right yeah uh, that and and then also you know maybe some actions like near the elbow or, or something like that but 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 i honestly think that i yes he was stationed down there but if you notice they they had guys basically leaving their man going over mm -hmm. to the side and it was like that looked like an easy pass became extremely tough mm -hmm. do you think harden has refound himself or is it a wait and see it's a wait and see, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, you know, and, and 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 nothing against him, but there was a couple times that you know you look at him and he would shoot the ball, and every mm -hmm. like you know when he shoots, everyone's quiet now. They don't know like, like they're like waiting for if it goes in, they go ah. If it doesn't, they're like oh. So like a couple times he shot the ball, and he looked quiet. And I, <laughs> <laughs> so I just need to see. I need to see more. Uh, yeah, a couple more games. I, I, the one I, that's why it's so hard to predict this. the rest of the series, Keith. I mean, it's down to three. Harden goes nuts, but are you going to get some semblance of that? You touched on the other thing that I don't know about. Is Danny Green going to show up on the road? Is George yeah. Niang going to show yeah. up on the road? Yeah. Those guys played huge roles in games three and four. Exactly, and that's the key. You know, as, as much as you know, you think about it, like, yes, Joel did give the team a lift. Mm -hmm. He gave them a lift. 
but they shot 14 for 64 from three in the first two games. Yeah. I mean, 14 for 64. So, like, you know, you you say to yourself, like, yeah, if these two guys could come and and do what they have to do, especially Danny Green, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you feel like they have a chance. They'll have a, 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 a legitimate chance of winning this thing. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Keith, what, what's the crowd like there down in Miami, man? Because when we watch it on TV, it's like I see an awful lot of empty seats, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Let me tell you all this about this crowd, though. It's funny. You do see a lot of empty seats. Yeah. But, like, if you're trying to get a grub or get something to drink at the concourse, forget yeah. about it. It's like everybody's in the concourse chilling. It's what? like, yo, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know if they got – uh, buy one, get one free on the drink. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> you know how, like, you go to a game, you a little kid, and your mom was like, nah, now nah, listen, we're going to get stuff beforehand. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you're not paying those prices. Man, everyone here is like, I'm just, I'm just packed on the concourse. And then, like, right when they do the game, then they all come down, then they leave again. You know, it's it's – it's, 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 different. it's different. You know what it is? It's a fashion show. They're all out there staring at each other. Nobody's getting, nobody's getting a hot dog. They're all like, look at what he's wearing. Look at what she's wearing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's really what it is. That's true. Even like Dwayne Wade and his wife, like it was like halftime. So they left. And then they, so I'm like, okay, they went home. They they did their obligatory, we're, we're seated, he's seated here showing support. So there's like midway through the third quarter and they come waltzing back out. I'm like, dang, even D Wade is like late. <laughs> but how oh. weird, how weird is that situation, Keith? He's a part owner of the Jazz. And when they were still playing, yeah, he's there at half court. And now he's, you know, and I get it, he's forever synonymous with the Heat. But if I'm the Jazz, I'm kind of like, yo, dude, maybe a lower profile here. You're yeah, part of our ownership. It's true, because he had on because they have it white out. So he even had on a white shirt. His wife had on the white outfit. Yeah. yeah, I guess they looking at the Miami Heat owners talking about what y'all going to do. <laughs> you going to yeah. buy us out. But, yeah, it's crazy. But it's funny here, though. Like, what they do is when when they have, like, the nail in the coffin type of shot where they know the team isn't going to come back, it turns into, like, a little uh, fiesta in here, man. They start playing Latin music flags and everything and everyone's dancing and singing this is it's different man but like again if you see people run into their seats to do that when they hear the music. Wow. Hey, hey keith give me your top three things that you will be looking for in tonight's game from doc rivers and the sixers um the the, the one th- the, the the top thing is first of all i i need to see danny green and george niang shoot the ball well and make exactly. shots right Okay. Um, another thing is I, I got to see how they're going to free up Tyrese Maxey because if you notice, it's been certain spots where he gets off, but in other spots he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then the, the third thing, um, uh, I, I want to see how, how they utilize um, James Harden because or how he utilizes himself. You know, like to me, unfortunately with James a lot, we see a lot of, you know, James driving the lane. Yeah. But it, it doesn't look like he's trying to attempt the bat. It looks more he's focused on getting fouled and then going in. I want to see how they utilize him. Is he going to stay aggressive throughout the game? Is he going to be more of a facilitator? I just want to see. Or and when the game is on the line, like last game, is he yeah. going to start hitting threes? But to me, it's all about Maxi. I mean, because I, I figured Joel's going to be Joel, right? Yeah. To me, it's all about Maxi. It's all about Danny Green and, and George. And, and and then um thirdly 
um, what Harden is going to do. Mm. Well, I'll, let me let me add one. How about rebounding, Keith? Because that's yeah, been a true. major, major issue here, giving them second chances. I mean, the whole series, it feels like. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, rebounding and turnovers, correct? Yeah. Right? They have that better. Well, and, and yeah, the rebounding issue is weird. Like after game three, you thought, okay, they got it. They got it. And then game four, you saw a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird. I mean, I, I think a lot of it is when you look at, unfortunately, you look at a guy like George Niang. You know, he's known as a big who can shoot. You know, he's that dude that you go to the park. That's my man. You know, <laughs> like, yo, can he play? <laughs> you know, that's him, right? So yeah. then, you got, and then you have Tobias, who's like a power forward, but he's actually six seven, listed mm-hmm. as six nine. They're not really bangers, you know. Yeah. So that's the problem. Yeah. Joel doesn't get the rebound. You don't. Yeah, it's not getting. You know, True. Not well, my, my guy on the stream, man, they on you, man. Uh, John Dickerson, he said, Keith, you had a full head of hair when Ben Simmons was here. <laughs> oh, oh, come on, man. Ben made you lose everything, huh, man? Ben's killing everybody, bro. He's he just sent a lot of people's souls, man, to you know, to die, bro. But um, just look at it defensively. How in the heck do we stop Butler, man? I mean, he's gonna average he's gonna average 33 points a game for the entire series, every every game. How can we stop that, man? Stop the bleeding. But see, you know what? The thing is, I'm not really that concerned. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm really not that concerned about the whole Butler thing scoring a lot of points. It looks good, but the difference is Butler's a different type of player. So when Butler is scoring, when his team is Butler's getting there and he's scoring all those points, it's kind of sort of like other guys aren't getting the vibe. You look oh, at, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you know I, 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 yep, yeah. And, and, and he's like an old school type of player where he does not like shooting threes. I'm going to tell you this. This is People may forget this, but the time when they lost to uh, the Toronto Raptors, that one series, the, the first game, they lost the first game of the series, the opening round to the Brooklyn Nets. Butler had 30-something points. Everyone else was like, Tobias and JJ were struggling. They were upset because they didn't get the ball. After that, Butler became a distributor, and they became a completely different team. Mm. When I look at this Miami Heat team, the first two games, it was extremely balanced. Bam was getting touches. Um, uh, Tyler Hero was leading them in scoring. Jimmy had, like, you know, a a quality game. He wasn't as dominant. And they, 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 they beat the Sixers with balance. I think with Butler is once he gets on that role, you know, sometimes you're like, yeah, it's one of those things where, yes, he's a great player, but somebody had to get the points. Mm-hmm. And you just have to take your hat off to him because what he does is he stopped looking for everyone else. It becomes a, a, a you know, a one-on-five type of game. So I'm not yeah. concerned about his points. Okay. Keith, uh, Bar- yeah, Barrett brought it up. And when I'm naturally in Philadelphia, we've been talking about it yesterday and today, the, the MVP thing. What's your sense of it? I mean, do, do you – I know Doc expanded on it today and talked about it today and how – while giving, you know, Jokic's props, obviously, but, you know, saying that, that Joel is that guy. What's your sense around the team? Like, are his teammates kind of ticked off? Is it not that big a deal? Is this more of a media thing and a and a fan thing? Is the team more focused on the bigger picture, which is winning this game tonight? But ha- how affected are they by it? I, I think they all had a sense weeks ago that he wasn't going to get it. Okay. You know, I, I I think they did. So I think they kept calling him the MVP. He's the MVP. 
but in a way they kind of knew that he wasn't going to get it. Um, I, I do think that they hope that this is going to motivate him more, though, to go out there and show people what he could do. But the, the sense that I got, and this was a, while, a weeks ago, like, I mean, it, it's one of those things where he doesn't want to politic for it, but whenever you get in a conversation with him and other people and you realize what voters were, uh, how they were voting, and then, you know, there's two ways to look at it. It's like, okay, they're getting caught up in the analytics, and some of them just probably don't like Joel. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, the, that's what people have been telling me. I think that's and the case. Yeah. I, I think it is. Because if you notice, you remember when they had the bubble and then like the first two games, Joel was like crushing everyone. Then he got injured the next game. And then, you know, he was playing so-so. But his first two games were like really great. He didn't even make the all-bubble team. Mm-hmm. And that year he didn't make like uh, all NBA or anything. And I think that, you know, there are some people who get turned off by him. And then there are some people who look at Joker and they look at him as the anti Joel. And instead of, you know, in, in, instead of like voting the way you, and instead of taking personalities out of it, I felt like there were some people who, who liked Joker better as a person than they did Joel. And then there were some people who got swept up in, in statistics as opposed to watching the games like Doc said. And so I, I could see that. I could mm. see that. That's interesting. So what's your sense here, Keith? We mentioned three game series, two of them potentially at Miami. Sixers got a lot of mojo back here. Um, how do you think it goes? How, do you think they, they get out of this thing? Oh, man, this is a tough one. Like, I, I think if they win tonight, yeah, they'll win yeah. um, the series. If not, you know, you it, it could come down to a tough game seven. You know, I mean, you know, this is this one is really hard because of how bad the road teams have looked. You yeah. know, I mean, now yeah. again, you have Joel here, but my concern isn't Joel. Like I keep saying it over and over again, is Danny Green and George Niang. Those are the two guys I'm I'm the most concerned about. Hey so, Keith, Keith, are you surprised at how physical the refs are allowing these teams to play, especially the Eastern Conference compared to the West? Yeah, I am. I am. I mean, I am. And and it's funny they're letting them, but but then the, the crazy part is the stuff that you think shouldn't be a flagrant is a flagrant. Yes, you, you yes. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, you know. So yeah. Yeah, that was some that was some BS when uh Giannis uh, uh what's his name Giannis got dunked on and and, and Horford you know, he I think it was Horford or yeah or Horford got the um you know got the penalty I mean, come on man he just he yeah. just went up strong dunked on him and he was a casualty award that's all hey man he hit him in the face man you saw oh here we go the face, man. here we yeah. go yeah, t- tell him Keith you saw it Keith yeah. saw it but, but why y'all uh, but aren't y'all like Bucks fans. Or didn't y'all used to be Bucks? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not y'all. I never. No, no, yes. One guy. One, one guy. guy. <laughs> hey, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know I'm, I'm going to bleed it. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to bleed it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm him, dumb. Keith. Just him. Okay? He he can have that mantra. That's for <laughs> You sure. don't touch Giannis, man. You don't touch him. Oh, anymore. here we go. Here we go. Unbelievable. He's like Teflon Don, baby. You don't touch well, him. That's, that's what the Sixers are playing next. What you going to do then? Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, oh, that's the easy answer. I got an easy answer. <laughs> It's like it's like when people always ask me when um, when Michael Barkan and, and um, you know Angelo dined me out years ago that I was from Milwaukee and I was a Packers fan and all of a sudden people started asking me, um, well when Green Bay plays the Eagles who are you rooting for? My answer was easy, whichever team's wearing green. Okay, uh, number one, <laughs> number two. So if the six if the Sixers play the Bucks, 
People say, man, Dingo, who you rooting for? I can't lose either way. That's my answer. I can't lose. That's a good answer. I'm not going to publicly tell you how I'm feeling so you can use it against me. I think we all know. No, no, no. Look, if the Sixers Hold up. Hold up. If the Sixers win, great for Philadelphia. I'm watching from start to finish. I've been here 25 years. I got I got some investment in the Sixers. I remember, Rob, before I was designated just a football, I was covering yeah. Phillies. I was yep. covering Sixers. I was covering the Allen Iverson era and all that stuff. I remember so those I'm days. I'm invested yeah. here. So I can't lose either way. Hey, my that Bucks was- won the championship last year. Hey, Keith. He's- won it this year. More power to him. He's yeah. running for political office too. We forgot to tell you that. that and if you cool. vote for me, I promise oh, you, free ribs God. for everybody. Oh, see, we God. got see, see, we got to deal with man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, um, but uh, quick question, man. You know, before we get out of here, looking at defensively, man, and 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 how they're adjusting to 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 Embiid and the way they're you know sagging on Embiid, man. You know, how does he? You know, how does he not get frustrated? And, and 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 you know take you know take upon his shoulders and still go out there and, and win the series for him. I, I mean, how is he going to do it? I mean, that's, yeah, you that, that that's a great question because you know his frustration leads to him starting yes. to become the three point shooter. You know what yep. I mean? And and uh and, and trying to do it too much. You know, I I, I think like I mean that it's weird because it's you don't really have answers for that. I mean, and what I mean is like because. A lot of his frustration is predicated on like guys not making shots. And then and it's not that he's mad at the teammates, but if Danny Green, and I keep getting back to it, but if Danny Green and George Niang can make some shots, and then all of a sudden teams are going to stop triple teaming him. And then they're going to go out, they're going to go outside. And then all of a sudden, that defense at that wall that they have, all those guys swarming. All of a sudden, it's just going to be two, and he's just going to dominate the two. So, again, it's like worst-case scenario is if Danny Green and George Niang um, uh, fail to make shots, then people in Philadelphia are going to start complaining because they're going to say Joel spent too much time in the perimeter Mm -hmm. because that's what he's going to do, and he's going to start hoisting them. So that's what I'm saying. You're saying how do you not get frustrated? Yeah. Because – you know, it's like you got to stick with it, turn around. But yep. at the same time, they're going to keep swiping at the hand. Uh, he's going to turn the ball over. Yep. So you got to stick with it. But I don't know if if he will. Keith, we appreciate it, man. It's always fun catching up with you. Appreciate Have fun. You, Enjoy yourself down there. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you when you get back. Thanks, Keith. All right. Thanks for having hey, me, brother. Hey, Keith. Appreciate hey, it. Keith. I just want to apologize uh, that they made you – Come on the show when you could be outside working on your tan in South Florida right now. But <laughs> I just, I just want to apologize. Hey, hey, look, I was mad at the hotel because they gave me a nice like upgrade, right? And I think like, so. Y'all always give me an upgrade, like when I get in the night before and then leave. <laughs> you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Thank you, Keith. Right. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir, right. Appreciate Pleasure, you, bro. Pleasure. That's Keith Pape from the Philadelphia Choir. Check out his work. Does an unbelievable job covering the Sixers. That's for sure. All right. Let's step aside, guys. When we come back, we'll dig a little bit deeper into a couple things. We got a little uh, triple header action. On Christmas Day, NFL-wise, we'll talk about that. We'll get into some of the other series that we just mentioned in the NBA. little Mike Tyson news as well that we will dive into. All kinds of stuff in store. Certainly some more Sixers, Eagles, Phillies all on the docket. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hi, welcome back. No music. We don't need music, Derek. It ain't happening. We ain't sweating. And I yeah. like that yeah. lid. I actually like, I like Yeah, I think it works. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. Now I'm looking at the colors. The colors are like um a pinkish red with uh with brown. And I'm thinking, I like to coordinate colors. I have a lot of different colors, but this is difficult, man. I, I yeah. gotta figure out how I'm gonna how am uh how am I gonna coordinate this one, man? Um I, I don't know. Obviously, it's got to be mostly solids. I can't put plans and checks with this, man. You 100%. Know. Yeah. I, I would yeah. think so. – I didn't know. I can't tell that, that – I couldn't tell if it was brown or kind of gray or black. No, it's, or it's, a, it's like a brown with uh, right. with pink and red in it. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I have like five or six different kangles. I have black. I have brown. Yeah. I have gray. But they're all solid colors. So, so when Joe gave me this one, um, I said, okay. You know, and, and, and he's legit. He has over 750 Kango. That is wild. That's a I, big number. I thought number. he was joking. I thought yeah, he was that's, a, that's a big yeah. number. I would, I, I guess something red, uh, some kind of red, like yeah. a little bit of a like faded red would look good with that. Or pink. Pink, pink would look good with that. Uh, but yeah, solid you got You want to be careful. You don't want to go anything really too bright. Yeah, solid brown would look good with that too. Yeah, I, I think any of those could work. I, but I like yeah. the lid. I like yeah. the lid. I do too. But you know, I like I love it. But I just got to figure out how am I gonna how am I gonna dress it up? You see, something like this, you have to do it justice because yes. it's so different. Correct. You know what I mean? So I agree. I, man, yo, man, Joey B on you. He said Rob looks like the paper boy from the fifties. <laughs> Get extra, your back extra, 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 yeah. So 
It, it, that's a good one, Joe. Uh, uh, if, if you're wondering, Barrett had to take off. He had some responsibilities uh, at NBC Sports Philadelphia. So we got you for the uh, for yeah. the final segment of the program. It happens. It happens from time to time. All right. So remember, we you, we talked about this. I believe it was about two weeks ago on the show. Derek, Mike Tyson got into it on a plane with some right. knucklehead who was, you know, just wouldn't leave him alone. And Tyson gave a couple a uh, couple shots. Here's the, in my opinion, the good news: he will not be charged in connection with the incident they they have Good. reviewed it, it they, yeah went through everything went through all the reports and all that and they said quote our decision is that we will not file charges against mr tyson based on circumstances surrounding the confrontation these include the conduct of the victim leading up to the incident the interaction between mr tyson and the victim as well as request of both the victim and mr tyson no charges will be filed good job by everybody here so some common sense for once see the thing that bothers me is when you look at the video, the dude's obviously trying to try to trying to make a name for himself. I He's mean, an Tyson, instigator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyson's sitting there minding his own business. Uh, from what we've read, he was very gracious to the guy initially, mm-hmm. you know, and the guy kept egging him on and kept egging him on until he got his butt kicked. Now you see scenarios like this, and people looking for lawsuits, you know, trying to make some money out of the deal. And unfortunately, sometimes they actually win big settlements out of this. But I'm glad there were enough witnesses around that backed up Tyson's story that. Hey, look, Tyson didn't provoke this guy. This guy was all over Tyson and wouldn't stop. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know. And I don't know if the guy was trying to get more hits on his TikTok page or, you know, YouTube channel, whatever. But, I mean, how stupid can you be, man? You're lucky you didn't get your face knocked out yeah. by Mike Tyson. You know, because, you know, Mike Tyson, he still might have flashbacks to when he was a heavyweight. I wouldn't mess with him. <coughs> I wouldn't get in. You know. Look, I'm with you. And I, yeah. I'm glad it, it, by in reading that that he, he the guy also doesn't want charges pressed. That would lead me to believe, at least, there's not going to be some kind of civil suit. But who knows? But they, that would lead me to think that that may be the case, because the, the, the guy could have yeah, been just man. looking for a money grab too. Exactly, man. Yeah, you know, and, you know, and and that's why that's one of the reasons why when we talk about modern technology, everything is recorded now, man. You know, you see all these incidents all over social media. You know, confrontations, dudes getting out of cars, fighting because they bumped into each other. Uh, stuff of stupid stuff in stores like Walmart, people losing their minds, swinging on people. You know, now everybody's pulling out this, their phones, recording this stuff. And in a lot of ways, it's a good thing because the person who's actually the victim now has verification that they didn't start this mess. But before that, it was your word against mine. And either the courts would throw it out of court or if the one who instigated it had a solid enough lie to tell, they would end up winning money, man, which wasn't fair. You know, so. I'm just glad it worked out, you know, in Mike's favor, man. You know, and Mike ain't looking for this dude right now trying to take his take his heart out. So, <laughs> Yeah, or there's no Tigers involved right, or Lions right. or whatever. Um, all right, so the NFL on Christmas Day. And I – I shame on me. Christmas fall on a Saturday or Sunday? I'm trying to remember where – Oh, this year? Yeah, last uh, year. Oh, you mean just this past year or, or, when, or No, this when year? will it? When will it? Oh, this fall? year Christmas falls on a Sunday. Okay, so it makes sense. Um, they're, they're not going to be as many games as usual, mm-hmm. but what we're hearing is there's going to be a triple header, and at least one of the games uh, in the in, involved in this is the Broncos and the Rams. That's going to be at least one of them. That, that's interesting because it's obviously the Super Bowl champs, but the Broncos with Russell Wilson, I, I find that to be an interesting game. I do too. Um, I, I can't wait to see that game. Uh, you said it's the Broncos against the Rams? Right. Man, that, that's going to be a shootout, man. Yeah. You look at the weapons Russell Wilson has at his disposal in Denver now. 
Oh. Um, he has never had a collection of receivers like that. Yeah, he had Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf in Seattle, but the collection of young, you know, gazelles he has in in, in Denver, and of course, obviously, it will all depend on whether or not these guys are healthy, because you know people are going to fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's a great Christmas Day matchup, man. You know, have the family get together, open your presents, have a good meal, get ready, settle in. But I'm more curious about what are they going to do with the rest of the schedule? That I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, okay. I have it. All, all right. right, so. That would be – it's going to be week six. This is going to be week 16, by the way. Okay. So right. the way it falls is uh, Thursday night – they'll have its regular Thursday night game, as usual. Okay. There's 11 games on Saturday, which okay. is Christmas Eve, yeah. including the, the night game on the NFL Network on, on Saturday. Mm. And then Christmas Day is a triple header. Um, mm. that they'll include that game. We haven't found out what the, what the other two matchups are right now. So you're okay. going to get Thursday, uh, 11 games, and then three games basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Chris, Christmas Eve games. You know what? That means a lot of men and women are going to have to make business decisions because as you know, a lot of people for whatever reason, wait until Christmas Eve to shop, you know, yep. and they're scrambling through all these stores trying to find these last minute gifts. And a lot of times, especially the last couple of years, because supplier chains have been shut down mm -hmm. or they don't have enough people to deliver the goods. You know, a lot of people um, are going to have to be scrambling. So, do I watch football, especially if my team's playing, or do I go out and find, try to find that special someone a gift at the last minute? Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of those stories out there. But you know me, Rob. You know I'm gonna get my stuff done early. Uh, you know my, my wife does most of the shopping anyway for the kids right. and the grandkids. So Same. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good there. You know I just gotta shop for her, but yeah. I gotta settle in. The only problem is Christmas Eve, and I know because we always have big family get together. That's I, the problem. I, I got to help my wife do all this prep stuff, man. And mm -hmm. my wife is a fabulous cook, but when she's done with the kitchen, kitchen man, it looks like a third the third <laughs> world war in my kitchen, man. And, and washing all these pots and pans and stuff, I hate I hate doing dishes to begin with. You yep. can only put so much in a dishwasher. Oh, okay? I know. Trust me. You know, and then all of a sudden you got to hand wash everything else. Uh huh. Man, so I'm I not know. looking forward to that, dude. Well, the problem is, and, and it sounds like you have everybody at your place, which is great. Yeah. But the, the problem, too, is if you're running around Christmas Eve night from, like, yeah. relative to relative, yeah, which man. a lot of folks are, Woo. or you're going to visit family, you know, whatever, if you're en route, I, I don't know. that That's the problem with that being the main day for all these wow. games. Man. Yeah. Or what, what about the people who travel Christmas Eve? They like to travel, whether it's by – Plane, train, automobile, whatever. A lot of people travel Christmas Eve. I know. It's like I'm adjusting my plan significantly. I think it's easier too because Christmas is one of those rare Christmases and Christmas Eve that fall on a Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a lot easier for people to get out, like, you know, that Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday to get to wherever they're going. But man, you know, a lot of people, man, they, they, they like that Christmas Eve, you know, get their Christmas Eve, open the presents that night, have some hot chocolate, some hot cider, Christmas Eve, and all that. And ah, man, look, hey, look. I'm telling family in May, if I'm traveling, which I don't, but if yeah. I'm traveling, we are adjusting our plans for 2022. Amen. Amen. So that's going to be interesting to see we, the way that shakes out. So NBA-wise, I know you were yeah. all over this, and we <clears throat> talked about it with Keith. Yeah. But, man, the Celtics last night in Milwaukee. Oh! That that, oh. that looked like it was over, man. And oh. they came back and won that. And now, they, now all of a sudden, that's 2-2. Two -two. That's 2-2 two -two going back to Boston, man. With, with Al Horford shooting threes oh. like he's a point guard, he had 30 points. Milwaukee couldn't stop. Did we ever see that Al Horford in no. Philadelphia? Uh, no. I, I mean, I, you correct me if I'm wrong. Did we? No, you didn't You didn't even see a, a shell of that guy. I mean, he was – Gunner, he was done. He looked like he looked like the way Harden looked before game four, right? He looked cooked. 
And, you know, he ends up, they, they unload him. He's in Oklahoma city for a year. They put him on ice. All of a sudden he goes back there. Yeah. And it's like the fountain of youth. He had 30 and eight rebounds. Gunner, he shot 11 of 14 from the floor and five of seven from three. He was spectacular in that game. Last and, and not only that, but um, after game two, the Bucks did a great job uh, of shutting down Jason Tatum. You know, they blanketed him. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. All of a sudden he gets hot in the fourth quarter last night and it's lights out. The Bucks can't hit the broad side of a bar and going down, you know, down, down the stretch. And, you know, they let him off the hook. And so I think we could have two seven game series here you know, between so. the Bucks and the Bucks and the Celtics and, and the Sixers uh, and whoever survives that, whoever comes out of both series um, is going to be beat up. man. because as we talked to Keith Pompey about, I'm impressed how the refs are letting these teams play physical, man, a lot more physical than we're accustomed to seeing in playoff basketball. And I, and I think they're playing the, the East is allowed to be to play more physical than the West. It feels if like you look that. at the West. Yeah. You look yeah. at the West, they're more finesse, man. They're running up and down the court shooting. Everybody's trying to play like Golden State and Phoenix, run up and down the court and shoot. And if you look at the game, you know, the Suns, Memphis, and, um, you know, Golden State, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's the way the, the series has fallen out, man. You yep. know, uh, so two different styles of play. So, but whoever whoever survives in the East, man, is going to have to have their medical benefits updated after yeah. this. Yeah, so the other the game last night, and it, uh, we talked about it yesterday, unfortunately, John Morant couldn't play in that game. And, and to Memphis's credit, they hung with them. I mean, they, they hung in there. And, I, I thought Memphis had him. I honestly I thought too. they had him. I did too. Yeah, I did too. It was a good late sports night last night. Between that and the Phillies, I'm I'm just kind of popping back and forth uh, last night. But yeah, so Golden State does end up winning the game, and they're up three one. That looks like a wrap. That looks yeah. Like that's probably over. If, if Moran can't play, they're done. Yeah. I mean, they gave it their best shot. I mean, the fact that they stayed within three points. Well, they had them down a stretch, and they made some turnovers. Right. But the fact that they were there then, because yesterday going into that game, we were talking about we expected Golden State to blow them out, you mm-hmm. know, without no Morant. And I tell you what, Memphis gave it their best shot. They had them on the ropes, on the ropes, couldn't finish them off. So I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they're done. Yeah, to their credit, they have played well all year without John. They they hung in there last night. That's for sure. So the game five tonight, very similar series, I guess, to the Sixers in in a sense, but. Uh, Dallas, who's hanging, man, hanging yeah, with Phoenix yeah, big time. That yeah. one goes back to the uh, to the desert tonight. I, I would expect Phoenix to win that game tonight. Yes. Um, but this that that could go seven two, man. I wouldn't surprise you yes. one bit. They go back to Dallas and win a game six. You know when uh um I, I thought sure Phoenix would win that series in five, uh, but Dallas has shown a lot of moxie, man. Uh, they they can they can bang on the boards with them. They can get out on the perimeter. They can run it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas is really, really balling with this team. And and I think it's going to come down to that last game, that seventh game. Yeah. And in that series, I'm not so sure the home court will be an advantage in that game, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I, I think Dallas has a shot. If it comes down to seven to go into Phoenix and pull off, pull off an upset. Now, um, they're going to have to play a near perfect game in Phoenix, you know, because when Phoenix is healthy, Phoenix is lethal, man. And I, I'm right now. I'm sitting here thinking, I can't wait to see a Phoenix Golden State Western Conference Finals. Yeah, me too. But I think Dallas could upset that apple cart. Yeah, I, I, my guess is Chris Paul comes back with a vengeance tonight with the way that, yeah. that last game, yep. you know, with fouling out, some of the stuff that happened with his family. I, I would expect you get peak Chris Paul tonight, which yeah. I think ultimately in the end, you know, leads to a uh, to a Phoenix win. I think he's going to play big. How, how about Chris Paul, man? When you think about how long he's been in the league, how many playoff games he's played in and never won a championship in his career. Crazy. You know, and, and you know, people like that, I mean, 
you know, he's he's been a great ambassador for the game. His game is still up there. When you look at him play right now, he just turned 37, mm -hmm. I believe it is. Yeah. He's got that elbow jumper in the paint that nobody can still stop. Um, you know, th those are the kind of guys you root for. You kind of want to see them get theirs. If your team is not there, then you want to kind of see a guy like him get there, man. I mean, because, you know, it's funny. Not only do you want to see him win it, but I want to see the emotions that 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 let go when he's standing there, especially on the court, and you know one of the, the networks grab him to talk about finally getting that ring and just see the emotions run free, man, of what it took for him and the journey it took for him just to get to the pinnacle of his profession. Yeah, I agree. And that's one of the things that I think is is a bummer to an extent about, you know, team sports, that guys get labeled. Like if yeah, Chris Paul yeah. doesn't end up winning a yeah. championship, it's all it's always going to be you know with him. It, it's yes, always going to be yeah. attached to his name, yep. and it's not his fault. It is no, not no. his fault, you know. And, and that to me is we, we do that a little bit too much. Like Marino, oh, but he didn't win it. Jim Kelly, he didn't win it. Yeah, or Barkley, yeah. he didn't win it. Yeah, and it's like, come on, man, those guys were great players. If they didn't win it, it's because they didn't have enough around them to win it. You you, you look at a guy like a Brian Dawkins. You know, yeah. for all these men to the game, Hall of Famer, you know, never got to win that ring as a player. You know, yeah, um, it, it just happens. You know, Dan Marino, you know, Dan Marino's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Right. You know, didn't get that ring. You know, 100%. it just happens, you know, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, no question about it. So that, those uh, those games tonight, obviously, the big one is the Sixers. What's your vibe tonight? And see, I I really and I'm not you know, copping out here. I, I yeah. think this is a really, really tough game to handicap. I think I'm going to say it, Derek, and by the way, the Sixers are, are two and a half point underdogs. So it's, it's a tight. I'm ball. shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. Miami's minus two and a half, but I, I'll, I'll lean towards the Sixers, but the, to me, they they, they have got, there's two things that have to happen. They have to do a better job on the boards and they've got to have their role players help. It's that you can't just ask and be, to carry this team on his back. It can't happen. They win those games uh, three and four in large part, yes, obviously with him coming back, but because Danny Green started hitting shots and Niang started hitting shots. Um, the fact that, that Embiid is back, and then we knew it, has changed the way Miami attacks the paint. You know, Adebayo is not just owning the paint the way he was the first two games. And when you look at him shoot, trying to shoot over Embiid, it, it alters his shot. He's not as effective. Um I love the way the 76ers, when they're hitting their threes, puts additional pressure on Miami to come back and try to match them. You know, but you're right. Niang's got to shoot. Uh, Tobias has got to hit his outside shot. You know, we got we got to get these guys. You know, Maxie's got to have a big game. It can't all be put on Embiid's shoulders. Embiid's going to be Embiid no matter what. But the one thing I'll be watching closely is Miami's energy without Kyle Lowry in there mm. and how quickly Tyler Hero comes in and does what he does. If he comes in busting the cords like he did the first two games, it could be trouble for the 76ers yeah. because it changes their energy. It changes the dynamics of how they strategize the matchup with the Sixers. And, of course, when he starts hitting, the Sixers are not going to be able to pack it in against out of buy and pack it in down low. They're going to have to play the perimeter more honestly. So and, I mean, there's so many chess pieces, so many scenarios to talk about in this game. If I was a betting man, a betting man, I wouldn't pick either team. It, to me, it's a pick them game. Yeah, it's, it's a stay it's away a, game. Yes, it's a stay away type game. Yeah. Um, and, and I can't wait to see it. I just can't. I'm, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the basketball playoffs this year as much as I've ever enjoyed the playoffs because anything, well, except for the one series, you know, basically it's over. Golden State and Memphis, that series is about over. Yeah. But the other three series are so intriguing, man. 
because they can go either way. I agree. I'm just enjoying it, bro. No, yeah. I agree. It's been fun. It's been it's been what the playoffs should be. It's been highly entertaining, that's for sure. And it's not it's other when you watch the other series, at least for me, you, you it's a little bit different because you're you're more invested right. in the Buck series. But right. I'm just it's kind of nice to just sit back and just just enjoy watching yeah. these games. Last night yeah. was was yeah. was a lot of fun, that's for sure. So we talked a lot about that off the top of the show. We were discussing the the Tom Brady thing, and if you didn't hear, if you didn't see. And he confirmed this, and Fox confirmed it. So this is just reports, by the way, that once he retires, and again, he hasn't put any set date on it here because with him, who knows? Yep. He will become the number one analyst for Fox. They will team him with Kevin Burkhart. And the report this is reported. There's no, I don't know anything's official on this. Ten years, three hundred and seventy-five million. Here's a here's a simpleton question that I have for you. Okay, let's just say after. I'll even give him year two because year one, you're learning what you're doing. He's not that good at it. Like we're accustomed yeah. to him being great at everything. Right, right. You're on the hook for how much more money to this guy See, for I'm eight more years? It. I'm thinking about that, Rob, because when you looked at Tony Romo when he, when he played, Tony Romo was very talkative, very mm -hmm. insightful when he played. Whether you liked him or not, yeah, he always gave you insightful answers. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady came through the – Bill Belichick uh, school of don't tell him any more than you have to. And even when you listen to him talk since he's been down in Tampa, win, lose, or draw, he doesn't tell you anything more than he has to. So what made Fox think automatically that he's going to be this, be this great analyst? You know, there are some guys that can make the transition and make it well and become sometimes better analysts than they are athletes i.e chris collinsworth mm -hmm. now as, as much as a lot of people don't like chris collinsworth's style i say he's great he's entertaining he's funny he's energetic um and he's a he's great at giving you insight you know with the country twang that he has you know but whether you like him or not chris collinsworth i think is a better analyst than he was football player and he was a pretty good football player I just don't see right now Tom Brady being a better analyst than he was an athlete. He, he's you know, gonna he's gonna have to come out of his that shell. Shell's the so, wrong word, but he's yeah. gonna have to be more <sighs> relatable. Intimate. And he's gonna yes. be, have to be relate. Yes. He's 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 not a yes. real relatable guy, you know, right now. To no, me. no. Uh, you know what I think it is, Derek, with, with the money that's they're throwing at him. Uh, obviously, it's it, it's because he's him, but. If you look at it from Fox's perspective, they were left at the altar right. by Buck and Aikman, right? Yep, yep. And Aikman claims they never even really made him an offer. So I don't even know if they were left at the altar or, or, right, or right. whatever. They were trying to push him. But that, Al Michaels goes to Amazon, like we talked about a little bit earlier, which made right. a big splash. Yep. Uh, you know, all kinds of changes. And I think Fox, right now, they don't have this sort of notoriety and the gigantic names that right. the others have. And they, they, they looked at this like, all right, we can lock this guy up before he even gets out. He's our property. There's no negotiation. It's done. And you know, that's where you get that crazy figure at, $375 million. Yeah, but you know what? When you think about the best of the best, whether they are the play-by-play -play person or the analyst, nobody's come close to getting that kind of money right now. No. I mean, some of these guys make $8, 10 $12, 15000000 Nobody's getting $37 million. You could have got – Tom Brady cheaper. You could have got him in the teens. You could have maybe even push push comes to shove in the low twenties. The fact that they're paying him, if this report is true, thirty seven million dollars, I want to know what they're going to utilize his, him for other than 
play-by-play uh, uh, being a color analyst. I mean, I know they want him to be an ambassador ambassador to the network, but what does that entail for $37 million, man? I know. Are you serious? It makes sense. Chills up my spine just thinking about it. I would guess that he's got it in his deal that there's only so much of that ambassador stuff. Like, I, like I would think yeah, that man. when it's not football, he'll make an occasional appearance. Don't get me wrong, but I don't yeah. think he's he's going to be grinding it out. You know, every every week, a couple times a week, showing up on some rubber chicken circuit like or something good, like that. Goodwill tour promoting Fox. You know, our new package coming up. Yeah. Um, you're right. Tom Brady is going to do what Tom Brady wants to do, no matter what the money is. Um, I mean, it's a great name to have associated with your network. But again, I want to sit back and I want to try to be as objective as I can possibly be when I listen to him. But just based on what we've listened to Tom Brady over the last 20 years, I just don't see it, man. I mean, to me, Tom Brady's boring to listen to, to be honest with you. And you look at another guy, Troy Aikman, when he played, didn't say a whole lot. Yeah. You know, but looking at him as an analyst, I love Troy Aikman as an analyst. Yeah, I agree with you. <coughs> Excuse and me. I'll give I'll give um, Aikman this. I know Eagles fans are just never going to accept them. I, I I understand. I I never when I'm watching him call a game, a call a Cowboys game, whether it's against the Eagles or whomever, I never feel like you know he's rooting or it's or it's home cooking or anything like that. Like my, my sense right. with Brady is he does call it down the middle to his credit. Yeah. I really do believe that and. He'll be critical. Like he's been very critical of Jerry Jones of some of the decisions, oh, yeah. you, you oh, know, yes. over the years. I don't think he's a big McCarthy guy, so I, I will give him that. I'll give him his props that he he does. I think, at least in my estimation, call it down the middle. You know, through the years, we um, we, we uh, you see a lot of people on social media always chastising Aitman for being a Cowboys homer. But when I listen to a Cowboys game and I'm listening closely, I think he's as fair as you can possibly be. You know, he played for the organization. They made him a wealthy man, but he doesn't owe any loyalty to the organization other than maybe telling inside secrets. He's loyal to whoever his current employer is. And I think Aikman does a very good job of being critical when he has to be, being fair when he has to be when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. No doubt. I, look, I, and that's all Yeah, <clears throat> Football such a un, it, it's such a its own animal in, in the sense that you know, we're used to with basketball, baseball, <laughs> hockey, whatever. In addition to radio, you do have your own TV broadcasters, people you get a comfort right, level with. Right. Yep. Football's different. Football's very, very different in that sense. And yep. you, you are at the mercy. And if you and and we know, you know, here in Philadelphia, the last, you know, certainly the year before and last year, while they were better, not a great team, <laughs> you end up getting like the the D E F G team. Oh my Which can, can be really sketchy, man. I mean, you're saying to yourself, how do these guys have gigs at the network level sometimes? Like, it's, it's, hey, we have Aikman and Buck. It's great. You got more cameras and all that stuff, but you can tend to get some really bad broadcasting crews when you're not a great team. I've always found it humorous that uh, whether it's at the local media level or the national level, um, when athletes think they can automatically make the transition from playing the game to analyzing the game, you know, and such is not always the case. And that's why you see a lot of times, especially studio shows, ESPN, Fox, you see guys who are there maybe one or two years and all of a sudden they're yeah. gone, you yeah. know, because the network is smart enough to realize, Hey, we appreciate it, but you're just not quite getting it. And we've mm-hmm. seen that here in the Philadelphia market as well. Certain athletes who played for the Philadelphia teams, 
thought they could make the transition into radio TV. And all of a sudden, a year or two later, it's like, mm, no, yeah. no, you, 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 you just, you're just not cutting it. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, here today, gone tomorrow. You know, yeah. and I think when you look at the guys like the Barrett Brooks um, and other guys, they realize, uh, hey, and, and the Brian Westbrooks, uh, hey, uh, this is more, it's more involved than you think. Um, there's more details to it. We have to do homework. When we sit in front of a teleprompter, you have to be able to be natural as well as read it articulately as well. Mm -hmm. And that's not easy, man. That takes months and months to get used to doing. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So let's remind everybody, Derek, tomorrow, 1215, Howie Roseman. 1215, Howie Roseman. Tell a friend, you know, lock in on that. 130, we're going to have Mark Jackson. NBC Sports yep. Philadelphia uh, to, to recap what went down tonight with the Sixers and the Heat. And then on yep. Thursday, we're going to have Ray Dinger. Ray announced his retirement Absolutely. on Sunday. So we'll, we'll, we'll do a sort of a, you know, walk down memory lane and, and reminisce with Ray. But yeah, I mean, two monster days, Howie <laughs> Rosen, Mark Jackson tomorrow. And then on Thursday, Ray Dinger. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. And I'll throw one more at you. I just got uh, confirmation on. Uh, we're going to have Brian Dawkins on this week. The Hall of Famer, Brian Dawkins. Uh, we're still trying to figure out which day is better for him as he talks okay. about. He has his uh, first big charity golf event coming up um, next Tuesday, Wednesday at um, uh, Pin Oaks uh, Golf Course nice. out in Westchester. I'll be there. Um, Seth Joyner will be there. A lot of former. You heard Bobby Taylor said he'll be there. Troy Vincent will be there. So mm-hmm. Dawkins is going to talk about uh, his impact, Brian Dawkins' Impact Foundation, the golf event. Um, what his Impact Foundation does for for kids and schools in the uh, Philadelphia and Jacksonville, Florida area, his hometown. And, of course, uh, he's a big advocate on mental health. His story yes. is well documented of the, the, the demons he struggled with as a player and continues to struggle with um, as, as a former player uh, with depression and things like that. So, yeah, we got a good week lined up, man. Pretty good week. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So see you tomorrow at noon. Derek, great job. Thanks to uh, Xander Krause, our producer. Yeah, Yeah, Howie Rosen, Mark Jackson tomorrow, Ray Dinger on Thursday. All right, don't go anywhere. Dan Cilio's got you for the next three hours, the National Football Show. Derek and I are back tomorrow with Barrett at noon. Everybody, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Rob Ellis, D-Gun, Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
in Philadelphia. We celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.